Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What's happening? On this beautiful, beautiful Sunday, uh, we're coming to you live from the Geico Studios, coming to you uh, live. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car, insu- uh, car insurance. Excuse me. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Look, let's get it out the way. We've All got right? to. We'll get it out the way. Kelvin's running a little behind. That's okay. We're going to pick up the slack. Um but let's talk about what we really want to talk about. I want to talk about you is what I want to well, talk well, about. Well, let's just wait. We'll, we'll get to that. All right. Okay. okay. We'll okay. get to that. Okay. We had a lot going on in the world of sports yesterday. I mean, it was jam-packed from the time I got up in the morning and did my own personal coaching and, and, and all of that all the way to the evening with the heavyweight fight. I, I mean, I was in it. This was a perfect Saturday for me. It was. Until... What happened to you? Oh, yeah. All right. So let's get oh. it out the way. Let's talk about it. Let's, you know, let's let's fellowship. We, we both. Yep. Right. We we both are, 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 are Aztecs. We both love the Aztecs. I, so let's, I let's, live in San Diego. Yes. You are a San Diego State alum. Yes. And if you live in San Diego, you're an Aztec. Just, just okay. don't throw that out there. I'm an Aztec. I don't care where you went. And we all are you're Aztecs. You're an Aztecs. If you and, live in San Diego. We'll welcome in the listeners. You're all Aztecs with me. Again, it's uh, Rich Ornberg alongside Ephraim Salam here. You know, so San Diego State, college basketball yes. team led by Brian Dutcher, have had a remarkable season. They were on their way. It seemed like on the doorsteps <laughs> to having the first undefeated regular season in college hoops since the 70s. Oh, yeah, I said regular season, yeah. You're saying, oh, Kentucky had an undefeated no regular season. No one cares season. about Kentucky. I was Sam. <laughs> I was Sam. Iowa That's Sam, true. we don't care. There's what only, we're talking about are the Aztecs. And we were talking about them taking this all the way to the national championship, obviously. Um, but they lost last night. They to lost UNLV. last night to UNLV. Now, first off, watching that game, 
UNLV came out with the purpose, <laughs> right? UNLV had been getting mud stumped by San Diego State in their place forever. I think they have the, the longest winning streak on a, an opponent's court. We, we actually call that Viejas West, yeah. right? Like, like that's we, – we have staken claim to the Thomas and Mack Center in, in, in Nevada and in, in, uh, Las Vegas because we feel so comfortable <laughs> winning there, whether it be in the Mountain West Tournament, which is coming up in a couple weeks, or in the regular season, we go there and we're comfortable, right? So it's been a lot of back and forth on Twitter between the fan bases, the show, and uh, uh, whatever their fan base yeah, is called. Call them the Rebs. Who knows? Hey, I, no who one knows? really cares, okay? I'm very biased here, okay? This is not the moment where you get the unbiased announcer. I'm an Aztec through and through. <laughs> if you've heard this show, then you know what I'm talking about. How much fit, like, do, do you feel this? I know every former athlete roots on their alma mater. Yes. But do you, is there something, like, physically? Like, do you feel sick to your yes. stomach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Normally, after the Aztecs lost, especially this season, yeah. yesterday I would have had to go to the movie, spend some time alone, <laughs> decompress. <laughs> like, that's normally – I mean, I'm that invested, right? So I played in the league 13 years, played on five different teams. Eh, I have some allegiance to some of the NFL teams. I'm with you. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, three different teams. And so you sort of root for your buddies at a certain point. Yeah, right? So yeah, it's yeah, more yeah. of a my, – my guy is still over here at this team. Yep. Like, Dwayne Brown's a great – it's like a little brother to me. He's in Seattle, so yeah. I want them to do well. I know J.J. Watt in Houston. So I'm, I'm kind of spread out over the league. But the Aztecs, I only went to one college. That's right. I actually played basketball and football – for the Aztecs. You're an athlete. You're well, like you're, a real athlete. I'm glad someone said it. I, I don't want – yeah, I played on the team, Iowa Sam. I played basketball and football as an offensive lineman in Division One. I'm an athlete, Dual Iowa Sam. sport is really tough on your yeah, schedule. You think so? And your body. You think That's so? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Penn State almost said, you know what, we're all set. We don't even need you on the football team. That was, that was, that was more we're, my route. <laughs> they were like, you know what, I don't know, maybe just school for you. or you know. Right, just that, you, I mean, you're very bright. Yeah, you have an eye for engineering. <laughs> right. You want to build bridges, kid? Because uh, this isn't working You know, infrastructure out. is the future. If you can get a hold of that, then you can go somewhere here at Penn State. Yeah. Um, but for me, watching them lose, I said, okay. I'm upset a little bit, yeah, but not really, yeah. And I'll get to to why. But watching that game, they put a banner up, right? They yeah, already they've they already the they Mount were the, the, the first school to win their conference already, yeah, right. So they put a banner up before the game. Guys aren't taking the running rebels seriously because they're not a serious team. I get it, and they came out and they hit them in the mouth, they and they needed to be hit in the mouth, and they hit them in the mouth the entire game. And the Aztecs still, with playing lackluster, still had an opportunity to win that ball game. They had the ball in their hands uh, when it w- they were down two, I believe. And yep. um, Malachi Flynn went to the hole, lost the ball out of bounds, gives it back to UNLV. Yeah, and Flynn is being looked at as a potential NBA mm. prospect. I think he has to have a big tournament to get that buzz to really rise. But I, agree. I mean, you know, you're talking about a first team All American, presumably. This team has which been... would which would be not to cut you off, which yeah. would be the first in San Diego State history. Even Kawhi Leonard, Michael Cage, some of the greats had never been first team All American. Yeah, and you know, and really, he stands. 
standing on the shoulders of giants. You know, Kawhi Leonard, Steve Fisher, they helped build a program that obviously Brian Dutcher, the head coach, has now taken over. And Malachi Flynn, a grad transfer, has sort of carried the torch that Kawhi lit back in 2011. So we'll see. They can still make a ton of noise on the national scene. They're still ranked as mm-hmm. of today, fourth. We'll see that drop, certainly. But this is uh, this is one of those days where at the same time, you're celebrating something really in the same vein because your offspring. Oh, your, future you, Aztec. If that, I don't know. I don't know how the rules will be with the one and dones uh, in, in ten years, but well, we'll see. Well, right now he's a Laker. Yes, yes, he is a Laker. So, uh, 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 what we're talking about here is the reason I wasn't so distraught after the San Diego State loss for the first time this year was because earlier in the day, I'm a dad coach. Yeah. Right? Very yeah. proud of being a dad coach. Never really wanted to do it until I, I had some, uh, did it the first time a couple years ago. And I was like, okay, I get this. So I, te- I coach both of my son's basketball leagues. That's awesome. Right here at Studio City. Uh, I have both of my teams are called the Lakers, of course. And <laughs> I coach the Pee Wees and the Rookies, right? The Rookies are six and seven, uh, five and six-year-olds, which my youngest son, who's five, plays on. And the Pee Wees are seven and eight year olds. All right, cool. My, my oldest son is eight. So they're dunking. <laughs> Almost. Yeah. I mean, we play on eight foot rims, so it's, you know. And you're six foot nine, so I just assume your kid's <laughs> just like tall. floating from the foul line and just jamming all over these kids. He, but. He, he's pretty tall. But I'll tell you this. <laughs> so we're in a game. Right, it's heated. I'm doing the coach, the whole coach thing. I'm I'm a combined coach. Like I'm Doc Rivers, I'm Phil Jackson, <laughs> I'm Pat Riley, all of these great. Like you know, I even got a little Popovich in me, right? So, uh, tr- mind you, these are just kids, right? Yeah, They're looking yeah. up at me like the ball screen, right? Yeah. So triangle we're, offense. Right? Why are you doing this? <laughs> it's so funny. Isosceles or equilateral. <laughs> Run the uh, run, run, the rectangle. Run, run. So yesterday, what happened was we're in a tight ball game. Yeah. Now, I'll I'll tell you this: the younger kids they don't even put the score on the five and six year olds. They don't even put the score on the scoreboard because kids at that age are consumed with what the score is, <laughs> yeah, right? So you'll be so talking funny. to them and they'll just be staring at the scoreboard. <laughs> Number two, the seven and eight year olds, they have the score there, but they reset it at halftime. Oh, okay. So cool. just to give you a little background, we won the first half nine to two. Got it. Okay. Yeah, commanding lead. We play defense. Yeah. Okay. We I lock like in. That. I like that. My guys slap the floor, defensive stances. <laughs> they go and, and, and but not only defensive stances, we have defensive faces. Yeah. So I I I Practice making a face. I want them to scare the ball carrier. You're going to channel a little Ron Artest. I want all of that. All right? If you can get some drool coming down your mouth, I want the drool too. All right? So, <laughs> second half, it's going back and forth. They're finally starting to score. They're finally starting to score. It's 8-8. Eight to eight. It's 20 seconds left in the game. 8-8 eight to eight in the second half. I'm so excited. I watched the video right? already. It's, it's I'm, amazing. I'm already, yeah, I love and it. And for those who are listening who want to know what I'm talking about, you can go to my Instagram at uh, esalam74, or Twitter at efromsalam, um, and you can see the video I posted yesterday. So my defensive stalwart, his name is Austin, they bring the ball to the corner. He's harassing, harassing. Boom. They lose the ball out of bounds. I'm looking at the clock. It's 10 seconds left. It's running clock. Yeah. I'm like, get the ball in. Get the ball in. We work on these drills every day. In pra- well, when we have practices, once a week. Yeah. Throw the ball to my son. Yeah. Right? He brings the ball up the court. 
Six seconds, five seconds, four seconds, three seconds. He, I said, shoot the three. He stops two feet behind the three-point oh, line. Oh, yeah, he was like, it was like a logo shot, like a la Steph Curry. Perfect form, though. We've Unreal. been working on the form. Shoots the ball. Bang, buzzer goes off. It goes in. I almost cry. Bank shot, top of the circle, deepest three. I've seen an eight-year-old, eight years old? Eight years old. Eight-year-old hit in my life. It was, I mean, really, I, I shared the moment watching through a- So you a, have a, young kids, too. iPhone screen. Oh, yeah, dude, Right, so yeah. you have young kids. So when your kids are younger, yeah. but it's fast approaching, you're going to have these type of moments- I can't wait. To when you look and- I, I put on Instagram this the feeling I had, and this is yeah. I swear to God, this is God's honest truth. The feeling I had in that moment was better than me playing in the Super Bowl. No kidding, jeez, unreal. So with that happening early in the day, yeah. I didn't care what happened the rest of the day. <laughs> well, nothing was going to take my joy. Okay, so the joy that you ex- you experienced, I mean, there's no question meaningful to you. I, w- I will say this. The Aztecs losing, as, yes. as, and I'm, I'm going to offer you this comfort. Okay. As difficult as that was to see, uh, they actually may help themselves because if that's their only loss this season, we know how the regions work. We know that Gonzaga was most likely going to be a top seed. Uh, they could fall to two and still play out west in their region. They'll have home games in Sacramento, or I shouldn't say home games. We'll have tournament games in They'll Sacramento. They'll be home games. And Staples, yeah. They'll be home Obviously, games. Aztecs fans travel well. So this yes, may, we do. This may have been a favorable weekend overall, not just for the Pee Wee Lakers, <laughs> but for the San Diego State Aztecs as well. Look, man, uh, I appreciate you hanging in here, Rich, yeah, with me, uh, Kelvin. After the break, we'll be up with us. This is Fox Sports Sunday with uh, Ephraim Salam and Kelvin Washington, and we'll be right back. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount+, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn. Alliances will shift. 
and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime Annual Plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Fox Sports Sunday. Ephraim Salam, Kelvin Washington with you. And, uh, man, I, I was coming in, do what we normally do on a Sunday. And all of a sudden, I was telling you, Gavin, I had to pump the brakes. I'm like, hey, what's going on here? All right, a little traffic on a Sunday. And all of a sudden, uh... I turned to the local news here to hear what's going on with the, the traffic on the 405. Three-car pileup involving a police officer and injuries wow. involved. So uh, we're not going anywhere. So I, I started thinking, did the did you hit – like, is that – there's anything worse than hitting a cop? Like, no. if you're texting on your phone or oh, Instagramming you can't do that. and you rear-end an officer. Can't do that. Like, do you just walk out the car and put your wrist together? Yes. On your own, just say, hey, "Go ahead, I'll just, just get me your, put yourself in the back of the car." Yeah, so so uh, uh, you know, people started going off the on ramp, if you know what I mean. Not me. <clears throat> yeah, right. I did not join them uh, to get here, but I'm here. I'm ready to talk, man. And uh, and and just to sum to sum up the last segment, you and Ryan, uh, congrats, man. Your son hitting buzzer beaters. Hey, Kobe man. and out here. Kobe and and at the end of every practice and end of every game, when we come up as a team. Both my teams are the Lakers. We put our hands in and we say Kobe on three. That's just how we that's how we break it. This younger generation, if it's up to me, is gonna know the type of player and how great Kobe Bryant was. Especially well, if you play for the the Pee Wee and the rookie Lakers. Well, uh your son definitely you know, knew all about Kobe. Hit yeah. that that game winning three pointer. You know what he said to me at home after? What did he say? I said, what's wrong? He was like, I forgot to say Kobe when I let, when I shot the ball. I swear to God. I forgot to say Kobe when I when I when I shot the ball. I said, Don't worry about it. You have plenty more, son. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Just the beginning. You have plenty of more. Hey, plenty more. You got like, you know, 30 more years to do this. Uh speaking of Kobe, and of course you got his memorial service gonna be happening tomorrow. We'll get on that a little bit later. Right now, Lakers down two, three minutes left in the third to the Celtics. Celtics came back in the game and looks like they're gonna tie the game up here, actually. But uh so we'll we'll talk a little NBA in a moment, but it's not too often we get to start a show talking some boxing, and that's what we get to do because Tyson Fury defeated Dante Wilder, um, really in easy fashion. Yeah. I mean, there was at no yeah. point where you felt like Fury didn't have control, that Fury wasn't in uh, you know handling his business or he was hurt. None of that. At any point, it was all Fury from the first bell till the towel was thrown in. Um, First initial going into the fight, you and I hadn't had a chance to talk about it much. I think we maybe hit on it a little bit last week, but going in, what was your thought? And then we'll kind of talk about what we saw. Well, I thought, you know, in the first fight, I thought Tyson Fury did a lot to win. I agree. And I think because of the knockdown and the fashion that it was, that evened it up, right? So I was okay with the draw. If that knockdown doesn't happen, we're not even, it's a whole different type of conversation. Right, and that was the sentiment of pretty much everybody who who, who knows fighting and, and and saw the fight. Dante was outboxed, but his power in that right his hand. Power and what happens when you rely so much on that? We've seen it with Mike Tyson. Mm. We've seen it with all of the Evander Hol. I mean, not Hol- Holyfield, but uh, we saw it with George Foreman. Guys, Sonny Liston. Yeah. Guys who have that type of power in one punch. They tend to, and I don't want to say train less but no matter what's going on they know 
that they can correct whatever mistake is going on in the in the fight with one punch. And you saw that with Deontay Wilder. He's been that guy. One punch knockout king. So, so no matter what's happening in the fight, much like the first one between Tyson mm-hmm. and, and himself, he can even the score with one punch. The problem yesterday was when he got hit behind the ear mm. and he went down. And I think I'm not sure, haven't had any reports on this. Maybe Gavin can can uh our technical producer Gavin can can look uh up what the prognosis was f- from him going to the hospital, but it looked like his eardrum ruptured. That's that's what everyone was reporting, and then they're saying subsequently because of that, your equilibrium is gone. Off. You yeah. ever got hit in your ear? Just like you can't hear you right, wobble it. Yeah. What's going on? That combined with the noise, the atmosphere, if he ruptured his eardrum and his ear was pouring blood. Yeah, it was it started like it was, squirting actually. It was yeah. spewing out of his ear. If that was the case, he completely was he the fact that he lasted as long as he did after that. He's to be commended by, but he was he was off. Speaking of that, here's Tyson Fury talking about Deontay Wilder after the fight. Big shout out Deontay Wilder. You know, he came here tonight. He manned up. He really did show heart of a champion. I hit him with a clean right hand and dropped him, and he got back up and battled on into round seven. He is a warrior. He will be back. He will be a champion again. But I will say the king has returned to the top of the throne. Uh, there you have it right there, Tyson Fury, after his uh, seven-round technical knockout of Deontay Wilder. By the way, to answer your question, uh, Gavin just uh, jumped in our ears here. You're so, so good. So, yeah, it's so quick. Gavin's Look so at you, quick. Um, Gavin, you matter of fact, why don't you just read it out yeah, loud? Yeah, yeah, Look, he's like, well, Kevin since, since you said I'm good, <laughs> let me go ahead and get this little air time real quick. <laughs> Uh, Wilder did not have a broken jaw or um, a broken eardrum, as some speculated. He had a two-centimeter cut in his ear. It took seven stitches to close. Okay. So even with that blood pouring, you ever been in a swimming pool? Just having water in your ear. You're off. Imagine how thick that blood is in your ear. But it's it's a cut, so it's going to keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. He definitely was off. Now, he, Deontay Wilder... After the fight, and all fighters do this. Most fighters do this. And I think we have the sound. We have yeah. uh, the sound of uh, Deontay after the fight. Uh, he says, I had, a lot going, I had a lot going on in this fight. Uh, you know, some things was happening in my, in my personal life. but <laughs> I ain't going to make no excuses. I'm not going to make no excuses. I had a lot of things going on coming into this fight, but it is what it is. My leg was already re-coming in due to other little things. But, you know, I make no excuses tonight. I just wish that my corner would have let me win out on my shield. I'm a warrior, and that's what I do, you know what I'm saying? But um, he did what he did. There's no excuses, and we come back and be stronger. Now, what you can do is say, I had a lot going on into the fight. What did he say, his legs? His legs were his weak leg for some other things. For some other things. Was and, he having sex? I'm not trying to be funny here because I watched I, I watched the fight and I was thinking, you all right. So let me jump. You brought up some couple of good things. Number one, he was outboxed the first fight. Yes. Period. The power he had some shots. He is a talented fighter, so let's not act like he can't get in there. So he had some he had some good punches. He had a couple of good rounds, and obviously he had a knockdown. So 
clearly he did some damage, but he was outboxed. And then if you're Tyson Fury, you could just rest on your laurels and say, I'll be right back this time I'll, I win. He said, no, I'm going after him. He dropped his trainer, got a new trainer, Sugar Hill, and they decided to come at him even more. And so you saw that from the opening bell, Tyson Fury was on his head from jump. And something was off with Wilder's legs. He was wobbly from the beginning. He was weak. I don't know if he just didn't have any leg days well, during the workout. <laughs> something was off. They talked about it at the beginning or before the fight started on how much he was pacing back and forth in the locker room. Like literally for 20 minutes, back and forth, back and forth. And I believe Andre Ward was like, hey, if I see that, then I, as an opponent, I know a guy is worried about something. Mm. And the biggest thing I'm seeing is as this fight goes on, He's going to be tired. Yeah. He's not going to have the legs to continue. He also said that the fact that Deontay Wilder can end a fight with one punch, he's probably thinking that he doesn't need the stamina because he knows he's going to try to end it with one punch. Now, watching how his legs weren't under him. It was strange. How he was struggling and how much pressure Tyson Fury was putting on him, it all made sense. Like, why? Was he worried about something? Was something happening? There's, it's something what? might come out. I don't know if he, like, I mean, and at, not by the to way, make excuses. Not to make excuses, and also keep in mind, we are speculating. But something was off with him. Now, I will, where the credit will go to Tyson Fury and their game plan of, again, coming right in, coming straight at him, being relentless, and there's something to it. Right, Mike Tyson was the famous quote. Everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the mouth. And you saw Tyson Fury say, sometimes you, you play, you, obviously you play sports, but mm-hmm. let's even step away from, well, you can keep football, and I don't, maybe on the line you could have an example, but you we're both guys who love basketball, play basketball, you play on a better, higher level. But sometimes there's a guy, it just does not make sense why you can't stop him. You, you always there, run into your there's guy. There's no reason. Your boy who you're better than, the other guys who you're better than, they stop him all day or he, they, he can't stop them. But for some reason, that person, and we say it in sports, just has your number. Mm-hmm. And Tyson Fury, he's not scared of Deontay Wilder at all. There's no fear. He feels he's a better boxer, and he feels that he's, he can put, put some power on him. And, and he would had he was doing that from the jump. And another credit to them, he was mucking it up. Pop, pop, and I'm grabbing you, and I'm holding you. Pop, pop, and I'm coming in, I'm putting my weight on you, all 273 of the six foot nine and frame. That's it. For the casual fight fan who don't real uh, who they don't really realize how difficult it is. Like, look, Deontay Wilder is a huge man, right? Deontay Wilder is a huge man. Right? Yeah. He, he Under weighed, normal he, circumstances. 6'7", 234, which is the, the 231 I think he weighed in last night, which is the second heaviest he's ever been yep. in a fight. Yep. All right? Number one, that's extra weight. But he bulked up for a reason because he knew how heavy and how big that Tyson Fury is. And the thing with Tyson Fury is he came in heavier he came in, what, 40 pounds heavier than he was yeah. in the first but fight? He, he looked better than he did the first one. Right, and he, that was part of the game plan, I'm almost positive, that we're going to put all of this weight on him. We're going to hold him down. 
We're going to put our weight on him. We're going to take his legs away from him so he can't move. He can't get out of the way when we're stalking him down in the ring. And I think that, look, 6'9", 273, that's a huge man. That's a huge man. That is a huge man. Just imagine if I stood up right now, I'm 6'8". I'm going to give myself about 290, maybe a little more. And I just start leaning no, on your shoulders. Come, stand up. Let's, 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 let's stand up. Okay. He's <laughs> looking at me like I don't I'm want not you. doing I'm 5'10". You get the point. 5'10", about right, 205. Right. But what that does is you, as you're not, Deontay Wilder's bent over trying not to fall down. All that's doing is using energy. So now as he's being pushed down, he's naturally trying to push back up and stand up. And then they break. Then he punch, 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 grab him again, lean on him. As this thing started to wear on, although his legs didn't look fresh from the beginning, they really. Oh, for sure. They took a beating. And fast. And we're, we're going to carry this conversation over. By the way, if you want to jump in on this, what did you see in the fight? And here's a question I want to ask you. We'll answer on the other side. It was trending. Do you want to see a third or are you good? Because maybe, arguably, you could say Tyson Fury is 2-0. and Or you could say he won the first one. It's not a far-fetched idea. Do you want to see more? Did you, what did you see in the fight? Hit us up at 877-996-6369. on Fox. And right now, we will get to Brian Finley and what's trending. Brian, talk to us. Hey, what's going on, Kelvin? Yeah, you've got Jason Tatum right now shredding the Lakers' defense. 37 points for him. The Celtics are on top of the Lakers, 89-87, to early stages of the fourth quarter. LeBron James, 20 points. Anthony Davis, 24 points. The New York Times reporting the Dallas Mavericks submitted an official protest to the league for Saturday's loss to the Hawks. Dallas is requesting the end of the game to be played over because officials counted a John Collins basket even when video evidence clearly showed goaltending. In college hoops, games in progress. Number 15 Creighton is blowtorching number 21 Butler 70-38 to in the second half. The Blue Jays making 10 more three-pointers. Number 25 Ohio State is holding a 10-point lead in the second half against number 7 Maryland. Caleb Wesson for the Buckeyes has 11 points. Some finals in college hoops. Number 16, Seton Hall impales St. John's, 81-65. Miles Powell, 18 points. Indiana victimizes number 9, Penn State, 68-60. The Hoosiers coming back after barfing up a 19-point lead. In the XFL, the St. Louis Battlehawks are clobbering the New York Guardians. It is 26-9 as the Guardians are right now going for a three-point conversion, and they don't get it. Joe Powell in this game become the first ever to return a kickoff back for a touchdown. And Chase Elliott is leading right now the NASCAR Cup Series race in Las Vegas. He is through 161 of the 267 laps. We'll be back with Kelvin Washington and Ephraim Salam in just a moment. But first, a word from Mako. Are you tired of staring at that dent? At Mako, getting collision repaired is as easy as book, quote, fix. Come to Mako for a collision repair backed by our best price guarantee. Uh-oh, better get Mako. Let's head back to Kelvin Washington and Ephraim Salam. Hey, thank you, Brian. Appreciate it there. A uh, quick, quick update on the Lakers-Celtics game. Uh, LeBron James just goes down, stood down, even when the play was still going on, and he kind of walked and wobbled to the bench. You and I both kind of went, oh, he should be good. It looked like one of the players uh, for the Celtics jumped up, going for a rebound, hit him in his, in his right in his midsection. Kind of looked like he knocked the wind out of him. Yeah, either that or cracked the rib. Yeah, I was going to say, at, and <laughs> cracked the rib, is, is it sounds bad, and it is bad. It's painful, but you're like, all right, as long as it's not an ACL, yeah, man, a knee, that- even if he has to sit out two weeks with a crack, all right, we, you, we're good. We, Pain tolerance. Yeah, tolerance plus 
Even if he set out every game, we'll be all right. We'll make playoffs, and then you can. Well, like, we don't want that. We don't want it. Yeah, we don't. Well, I'm just saying. Worst case, worst case. Come but on, LeBron James again, Jesus, on, nicked man. up. We'll uh, we'll see what happens in a minute. But again, phone lines are open. I see some people calling here now. We'll take some calls. Eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. The question is, Ephraim, for you. We'll go to you first, and we'll go to some phones. We saw again what Tyson Fury was able to do to Deontay Wilder. I think all of us are happy that we had a couple of good fights between the two. It wasn't necessarily a good one, but you saw a really good performance from Tyson Fury last night. Deontay obviously was not at his best. Uh, but for boxing fans, you can finally say, man, look, boxing is is heavyweights have been good to great the last couple of years. You got with Joshua and whatnot. So do you want to see a third fight is kind of where I'm thinking because obviously people are going to be saying that. And some people are going so far as to even say it was a that, that Wilder took a dive. You, did you see that at all? Social media jumping off on. The no, he didn't get. He didn't take a dive. Now my that my ear hole squirting. No, it's that not a part of me taking a dive. No, no, no. He, he squirting he, blood. That is. He, he didn't take a dive. And the first time he got knocked down, it wasn't a dive. The second time, he you could just see he he had the Bambi legs going right. I mean, those punches that Tyson Fury. You stand up there and get hit in the face by someone six nine two seventy three. Right, I don't care what type of chin you have. Eventually, it's gonna wear on you. And plus, that with whatever he had going on in his head prior to the fight, I think he was coming in trying to land that right hand early, get it over with. We saw him, you know, extending, reaching, trying to uh, land that uh, that right hand that it's been every other fighter's kryptonite, including Tyson Fury, who. Uh, you know, felt that in the later rounds of the first fight. He just couldn't connect squarely with it to do enough damage to Tyson Fury. So I don't think it's a dive. I think the heavyweight division is alive. I think it's thriving. You got to remember for about 12, 13 years, uh, the Klitschko, Klitschko brothers, brothers had it on lock. Had it on lock <laughs> and they were never going to fight each other. Right. So we just had this, you know, random these, guys fighting the Klitschko two brother. Random, right? Like it, it just wasn't exciting. That's why the Mayweathers and the Pacquiao's and and these guys. Well, you mentioned Andre Ward being Andre yeah. Ward. All of these guys took off because there was no excitement in in uh, the heavyweight division. Now with that fight, the buzz, right, coming off the first fight, and Joshua, and all of these things now combined. Now the energy around boxing is back because we all know. Boxing goes as the heavyweights go. Yeah. And if you can get some legitimate heavyweights and contenders, then now you got action. People want to pay to see big guys slug it out. Nobody wants to see fights go to the dis- go go the distance. Well, I think what you want is a great mix. You right. know, like if you take the heyday of the late 70s and the 80s, you were able to see Sugar Ray Leonard and Tommy Hearns, but I also knew I was going to be able to see, uh, you know, uh, uh, Holmes going at it with Muhammad Ali. Not that that was a great fight, but you get what I mean. You had yes. these great heavyweights as well as the great middleweights and featherweights and lightweights. You had you had a good run of that. You had Mike Tyson. So I'm going to see them. A few years later, I'm seeing Tyson knocking guys out. We just didn't have it for, some, for, like you said, really like 15 years. No, the best fighter in the, in, in the fight game up until, what, three years ago was Floyd, Floyd Mayweather. Period. And outside of Floyd, you could say he was either Manny Pacquiao, Pacquiao or you could say, like we said, an Andre Ward might have been the most talented. Um, but it, those they, they weren't knockout guys. No. Right? That You get the, you got to see a, a long— Manny would lay some people out until, yeah, he, got, he, until he, he got baptized. He, Barbara, right. Uh, was it Mar- uh, Marquette? 
Was it Marquez? Was it Marquez? No, right? it wasn't Marquez. It uh, was um, who baptized him again? Where he just was out snoring. Gavin, this is your time to shine. What I can't I? remember it either. Oh my guys. god! Oh, you have a computer there, though, uh, don't you? Yeah. Good lord, man, that was. You, uh, you give a guy a compliment <laughs> earlier in the show, and now he gives it back. All Keep right, can you at least answer me. the phones? Yeah. You know how to do that. Let's go to Jim right there in Colorado. Jim wants to talk a little bit about the fight. Jim, Fox Sports Sunday, Ephraim Salam, Kelvin Washington. What's up, Jim? Hey, fellas. Uh, yeah, it, it was. Uh, by the way, it was Marquez. Yeah, he that's what I said. Yeah. That okay. Remember he counter right him hand up? and uh, you know. Uh, boom! Straight to the straight Good. to the he mouth. He ain't been right since. Uh, Jim, Jim, I never, you're better. I never saw Manny, uh, Manny flat like that before. So no, Jim, that you're right. Cool. Marquette. I mean, Manny has not been right since. No. Once I look, <laughs> and I tell you that it happened. Remember how dominant Roy Jones Jr. was, and when oh, he yeah. got laid out with that Tarver by Tarver, he never recovered. It's yeah. it's uh, Mike Tyson never that, really recovered. That's true. That's that, yeah. Uh, another one, uh, you know. I, I'm an old guy. We'll, we'll we'll get on to Tyson Fury here in a second. But uh, uh, the Cobra, uh, man, uh, damn. I, I, oh man, I'm I'm I'm. I can't I can't think of his name right now. But anyway, they called him the Cobra. He uh he he took a he took a shot. And sometimes you never come back from those uh, that Trinidad? from those uh, from those Carl knockouts. Frock? You know, you're never the same. But whoever whoever was saying uh you know this was uh, you know Dante took a dive like you guys are saying six nine two seventy three you get hit with a straight right hand in the back of the head like that. I think LeBron James got it right. I think the dude was concussed. His his legs sure looked like mm-hmm. they were concussed and. And then that second one, that that looked like your classic Mexican left hook under the right elbow to the liver. Come on. Yeah, That's, he, uh, that was a clean body shot. Hey, Jim, we appreciate the call. Thank you, thanks, man. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate talking a little Thanks for being better than Gavin, let's, Jim. Let's, <laughs> let's sneak in one more real quick, and then we'll uh, we'll take a break, and we'll come back with more of your phone calls on the fight last night. Again, 877-996-6369, on Fox. We will go to Nathan out in Seattle. Uh, Nathan, what'd you see? Hey, guys. Hey, so I want to just quickly comment. It kind of ties into both the fight and then uh, Ephraim about uh, being a dad coach as well, right? Absolutely. Not taking it as serious on the losses. So I coach my uh, I coach my 10-year-old son and my 8-year-old daughter. In Good hockey. for you. And uh, I think, well, you could ask my wife, but I might, I might take those a little more serious than any other sporting event in my entire life. But... Um, we, you know, we had a tournament. We got a bunch of wins yesterday, but we, me and all the dads, we were basically following the fight, and, and this is where I'm going with it. You don't even have to pay-per-view it anymore. You're getting updates on social media, yeah. and we're seeing the knockdowns. We're seeing – I mean, we were all there. We were at the back of the hotel, and we were talking about ordering the fight, and then we just kept getting updates, and we were just by the pool. Kids were swimming, having fun. And we were able to keep up with the fight that way. I was glad to see to see Fury get his uh, his official first win. Should be two and zero, but uh, yeah. Anyways, hey hey uh, Nathan, man. Work, man, hey appreciate Nathan, call, appreciate Nathan. you and shout out to your kids in the tournament. Shout out to your kids, man. This is a beautiful things when parents get involved in their in their kids uh in their kids' lives and extra extracurricular activities. I love it, brother.
All right, Nathan. Hey, uh, so what this what we'll do? We'll take a quick break. We'll come back and get some more of your phone calls on the fight that was again. It, it was really just a flat out clinic from Tyson Fury. Uh, so the question is, do you want to see a third fight? Also, what do you think was going on with Wilder? Was he just outclassed? We'll get your phone calls eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save fifteen percent or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call eight hundred nine four seven Auto. The only hard part is figuring out which way is easier. E from Salam, Kelvin Washington, Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Sunday, E from Salam, Kelvin Washington, hanging out with you, hopefully enjoying a good day. Lakers now back up four, taking on the Celtics at Staples Center. Six minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. I forgot Gordon Hayward was out there. Where he has he been all game? He's been balling, man. And uh, we'll get back to that game, talk some NBA at the top of the hour. But right now, I want to finish the discussion we're having when it comes uh, to the fight that you saw, Tyson Fury, TKO, seventh round of Deontay Wilder. But first, we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. Unfortunately, Geico makes it easy to bundle your home and auto insurance. It's a good thing, too, because having a home is hard work. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. Geico.com, easy. All right, let's take a quick phone call here. We'll go to John out in Jersey. What's up, John? Hey, how are you? Doing well. Thanks for the call, man. Thank you. Go ahead, brother. What do you, what do you think about the fight? I thought I thought it was a good fight. Um, and hands down goes Tyson Fury. Um, coming from as a Wilder fan, he did everything he was supposed to do to win this fight. Um, I believe Tyson, I mean, Wilder came in this time just a little heavier, but he didn't have a game plan to beat Tyson. It was just the same game plan he had in the first fight. I agree with that. Uh, hey, thank you for the call, John. One, one, one hundred percent. It looked, it just looked like. Did, did, did you try anything differently? Did we come out with a, with a, a game plan? A, a, you know, a, an mo? A- like I said, he was relying on the right hand. When you have that type of ability, which he does, and he's shown he's for his whole career, he can end the fight at any time, any moment with that hit. With that, with that right hand. And if you find yourself in a situation where you have to really fight, similar to the first time they fought, and especially in this one, because Tyson Fury did change his approach. He did come more aggressive, stalking him, closing that distance so he couldn't get off that right hand, right? So when you find yourself in that situation, now you got to make adjustments. When t- Mike Tyson had to fight, for long rounds, right? He was he was more open to being, uh, you know, outboxed. Yep. Tyson would come in, and not to take anything away from Mike Tyson's boxing skills because he was. A, I think that his skills were underrated. Yeah, oh, it, he was, yeah. <laughs> his punching power allowed people to to underestimate his boxing skills, and that's because he would end these fights too early to to really to really you know, display those things. So if you, your first 10 years of your career, you can't get into the later rounds because you're knocking people out. You don't ever have time to lean on. So what happens is in your training, and Mike Tyson has come out and said this himself, he just wouldn't train. Like he didn't train for the uh, the, the Buster Douglas fight. Oh, he was living his best life. Right, he because think- he <laughs> came in like, I'm going to knock him out, then I'm going back to the party, and, yep. and it's going to be what it's going to be. But when you find somebody who has the type of chin that can take that power that you exhibit, 
then that's that's when you know there's the the problem. And I think there's another uh, thing you can add to. Now, obviously, Tyson Fury is nowhere near an underdog compared to what Buster Douglas was. Right. But I think Buster Douglas, similarly to Tyson Fury, did something else. They just they weren't scared. I was just watching the Buster Douglas uh, thirty for thirty the other day, just at the crib watching it, and he realized at that point everybody's even his own mom called him. Hey, don't take this fight. I'm worried for you. He said, "Mom, you worrying about me? You need to worry about the other man." And I think there was an element of between him, him being Douglas and Fury, where they're like, "A, I'm not scared of this dude," and B, we have never saw Buster Douglas in shape like that before. Right, and, and he had never just lost saw his mom ever. too, so. Yeah. That was something that, I mean, that grief can propel you, man. I'm oh, telling that's you. that's for sure. Uh, and, and we've never seen him in shape like that after. And there was something about being in shape, being ready for it, not being scared. And you saw the same thing with Tyson Fury where he was not scared. He was ready for it. He was in the best shape of his life. And he put on a few pounds. And the only thing I got to say about Tyson Fury is there's no way he's 31. <laughs> There's no way I'm seven or eight years old. Come on, man. The Gypsy I, I don't King. believe it. Absolutely don't believe it. Uh, so we'll get back to the fight a little bit later on the show. We're here for another couple of hours. Ephraim Salam, Kelvin Washington. Ephraim, there is an NBA team, not the Lakers, not the Celtics, who are playing right now. Four minutes left to go, up three for the Lakers. There's another team in the NBA that we're not talking about, and I think it's an injustice. Tell you next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. Fox Sports Sunday. E from Salam, Kelvin Washington, with you. E from Salam, K Dub Live for myself on social media, and get the number down if you want to jump in. We're going to talk some NBA for some time this hour. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox right now. Just to give you an update. It is a tie game at Staples Center in Los Angeles. One hundred five, one hundred five. Lakers and uh, Celtics tied up. A few minutes left in that game. We'll keep you updated as it goes along. But E from right now, I want to stay in the NBA. But we're going to talk about a team and a particular player that. We just don't talk about nationally. I mean, 
I don't know if it's because they're boring. I don't know if it's the market that they're that they're in. I know it's maybe it's because we have some sexier things happening in L.A. with the you know with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard on the Clippers, and obviously AD and LeBron and Lakers, so on and so forth. Even sexier names in Houston with James Harden, Russell Westbrook. But the Milwaukee Bucks are doing nothing but destroying people <laughs> the East, at man. a historic rate. You're in the East. Yeah, but even okay, it, it doesn't matter. It just no. It's not number one. Milwaukee's not sexy. True. No matter what. That then okay. Then that, give me them. that more than the East. Give me. I'll take that more than the East because when the Heat, where the Heatles were going, when the Celtics were going with the big three, even when the Pistons were going with the Rasheed, Chauncey, you know, like you, the t- people were talking about these guys. Yeah, because the East was stronger. So case in point, eighth seed right now, currently if the playoffs started today. The Orlando Magic would be in. No, they wouldn't. They're 24 no, they and 32. No, they, no, they wouldn't. Stop Think about that. Why would you lie to the people, Ephraim? Listen to me. If the playoffs started tomorrow, the Orlando Magic would be playing the Milwaukee Bucks in the first round of the playoffs. Orlando Magic's 24 and 32. All right? Okay. I, this is – okay, now, wait. Hold on. Yeah. <clears throat> the Western Conference, if the playoffs started today, the Memphis Grizzlies would be in – at 28 and 28, 500 team, all right? Mm-hmm. That's the difference, right? The seventh seed is 34 and 23. The seventh seed, the Brooklyn Nets, are 26 and 29. That's two teams under 500 that would be in the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. It's just a weaker conference. Now, I'm not so arguing that. People, people aren't clamoring over the Bucks, like I said, number one, they're in Milwaukee. They're the Bucks. Even when Luol Cinder played for the Bucks, people weren't lined up to talk about the Bucks, right? Right. So they'll get their due when the playoff starts, but it's not a sexy team to talk about. People like talking about the second-place team in the East more, Toronto, what they've been able to do without Kawhi Leonard. Man, that is another underrated team. My goodness. Unbelievable. But look, Milwaukee first, Toronto second, Boston third. The Miami Heat, what the Miami Heat are doing is unbelievable. They don't have anybody over there. They got <laughs> Jimmy a, Butler and some dudes uh, we who were pleated dockers. Yeah, we don't know, right? Don't we know. we don't we we have no idea, and nobody's talking about anybody on the and, East. And you can go one more down and say the most talked about team in the East is the 76ers because and why the they're lack, not right, because, being as good as we thought they were. Exactly. Be. So the things that we want to talk about in the East are the 76ers. Why can't they be the team that they're supposed to be? What is the process over? What are we doing? Is right, there beef between Simmons and Embiid? Right. The, those are the storylines out of the East. You get to the West, you got the Lakers, the Nuggets, the Clippers, the Rockets, the, the Jazz, uh, Oklahoma City, what Chris Paul's doing down there for them, the Dallas Mavericks with Luka and, and, and Porzingis. These are sexy stories, even Memphis Grizzlies with John ja, Moran, right? So you're looking at more exciting stories uh, in, in, a, in a better conference. That's just what it is. So let me, okay, now, everything you said, I don't think anyone could dispute most of that. The only the only challenge that I would have is that one the reigning MVP is there. Uh, no one cares. Giannis. Also, you have a team that is doing things at a historic rate. Not only are they blowing people out, they're blowing them out at a historic rate. The win differential is you're talking about is plus twelve 
points per game when they yeah. win. So they're not just oh, winning. Oh, they're steamrolling people. They're blowing you but out. But they're steamrolling the Cavaliers. They're blowing out the any, Hawks, no, they're, the And Knicks. the Lakers. They're I, blowing out any, whoever they play, they're blowing out. They've only lost Yeah, eight but games. they only play the Lakers twice. They only play everybody in the West twice. Right? Right? Right. But when you get to their division, you know what I mean? Look who they're playing. They're playing the the Cavaliers four times, the Detroit Pistons four times, the Bulls four times. But they're 18 the Pacers and four. four. They're 18 the, and four against the West. I get it. 18 and four. That's incredible. That's amazing. Ephraim. But it's so few and far between that people aren't even I'm telling you, the Eastern Conference and when the East was was the you know the business with Jordan and oh, yeah, you had the, the Pacers, Pacers, you had, had the, the Knicks. Magic, yeah. That's what everybody was talking about. It's, so it goes, right? It goes. The shift in power. Now, if KD was playing and Kyrie wasn't being a disruptor and, and, and you know, Brooklyn was up, if the Knicks had anything to do with basketball, <sighs> right? If the Bulls had somehow become relevant again, now you got that energy. But Milwaukee? I'm not saying I want to go party there. And, it, <laughs> but, and, I, I, and I don't think you are either. No. But what I'm just simply saying is, from a basketball standpoint, it's, and, and here's the thing. I'm not even saying that they're, they are the opposite of what you're saying, meaning they are sexy to talk about. We should. I'm just finding it interesting. That's why I said it, it, it's, it's kind of if you're them, like, dang, man, what more do we have to do? We got the reigning MVP. We have arguably going to be the MVP again this year. We have a team that is a collective, cohesive team, exactly what you say you want, right? A team. You have a guy, and one of the things I was thinking about this too with Giannis, and you know from being a huge Kobe Bryant uh, a fan, it seems like he has that Mamba mentality that we don't discuss. One thing I love about him, he's got that old 80s, 90s. People ask him, well, why, don't you, why aren't you friends with a guy? He's like, nah, I don't got time for that. I'm He's like, you, I'm, I'm dapping him up. I'm cool with him, like, during the game. You let know, me, I let mean, me ask you this. Outside of the game, but I don't have time for that. Let yeah, me ask ahead. you this. Who's the other guy on the team? Don't, dis- don't ever disrespect Chris Middleton like that. Exactly. <laughs> don't ever When don't we ever talk about Chris NBA, Middleton. what do we talk about? Don't disrespect the Lopez when brothers. We talk ab- <laughs> when we talk about the NBA, what do we talk about? Teams. Duels. <laughs> Big three, big threes. Think about that. We talk about the the Lakers because they arguably have the two best players in the league right now, right? Yeah, on a team together. Then you talk about the Clippers. What are you talking about? Kawhi, Paul George, right? You talk about any of these teams. You talk about the the Rockets. Who are you talking about? Russ and Harden, right? So you need when to start you talk talking about Milwaukee. About, you need to who start you talking, talking about? about Chris Middleton. When you talk about Giannis, Milwaukee, who are you talking football? about? And Eric Bledsoe. Who are you talking about? The Lopez. They got two Lopez. When you talk about Dallas, who are we talking about? Luca Porzingis. And everybody you just named, and I'm with you because I don't want to watch it. But you feel, we feel and what I'm, I'm saying? I'm totally with you. But all I'm saying is I'm one of those people. I said, man, we got to give credit to this team. They and guess are what? steamrolling people. Now, and, and here's what they They're not going to get credit until they get to the finals. And that's what makes this interesting is that every team in the East views them as, oh, psh, We'll see them in the, we'll see them in the playoffs. Like no, we mentioned it earlier. Tyson Fury not being scared of Deontay Wilder, where other people may be. That's kind of how other teams are when it comes to the Bucks. They're like, man, we'll we'll see them in the playoffs. Like the 76ers feel they can see him, even though they got beat down again by the Bucks. So I was just watching the Bucks last night. I was just thinking to myself, like, man, the Bucks. I'm telling you, man, they they Giannis Antetokounmpo. When I was going going back to the the 
mama mentality. He has that mentality that every season I'm getting better. Yeah. Every season I'm not rested on the fact that I'm an all-star now. I'm not rested on the fact that I'm in MVP consideration. I'm not rested on the fact that I've won MVP now. Every year he finds a way to get better, and he keeps finding. This year he's shooting the three more. He's shooting without hesitating hesitation. He, I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing from Giannis, man. Uh, it'll, but, but NBA does it more than any sport. You got to earn it in the playoffs. You got to make your name in the playoffs in the postseason. Period. And that is what's going to be interesting to see if they're able to do. Um, but man, is he? Where is he right now in your MVP rankings? Uh, he would have to be first. I mean, he's dominant. He's a dominant force. He improved his three-point shooting from last year. Passing even more. His passing, yeah. his mid-range. And he's arguably the best defender. Right? You so thought he was doing a LeBron he, in the All-Star game. He won the MVP last year and got better. Right? So, you know, it, it's got to be what he brings to the table. It's got to be him. It's got to be Luka. It's got to be LeBron. Right? Those are the three guys that I see as being that, intricate to their team. Kawhi and, and the had a chance if he didn't rest so he much. Takes My goodness. Much, takes, takes too many days off. Yeah, he takes way too many days right off. Right now, I'm not taking anything away from Kawhi, Aztecs, um, but he Aztecs, just he Aztecs. has to be readily available. Yeah, right? for sure, for sure. The only- and especially coming down the stretch. Like, all of that load management and all that right now with, what, 30-plus games left in the season, we we you got to get it together. Yeah, he's got he to gotta cold that down. Uh, um, but, yeah, so here's, here's what I want to do, man. There's uh, – about some seconds left in this Lakers-Celtics game. We'll give you an update on that, what's happening here, that they're reviewing a call, an out-of-bounds call, and to see who it went out on. So we'll update that. But the second half, even though it's more than a half, like you mentioned, is some teams have less than 30, but around 30 games less for everybody. Uh, what are the second-half storylines that you're looking for in the NBA? Is, jo- is Zion going to make a case for the rookie of the year? Do the Lakers have enough? Gavin just gave us the report that Markeith Morris cleared waivers. Is he the missing piece for the Lakers? All that and more coming up in just a moment on Fox Sports Sunday. Ephraim Salam, Kelvin Washington hanging out with you, and we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote, and I'll give you the number if you want to hop in. Any of this, we're talking some NBA Number is 877-996-6369, on Fox is Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Sunday, Ephraim Salam and Kelvin Washington with you. And, uh, of course, we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Um, you got, what, about eight seconds left in this game right now. Lakers up one, 113-112. Uh, it's been a huge game from Jason Tatum. I think he's around 40 points. Uh, just, just having a spectacular one. I've been a big fan of his. For quite some time, you and I were talking off the off mic of how Kyrie Irving kind of ruined not only just the Celtics last season, but more importantly, kind of you thought that was going to be the big year for Jason Tatum taking that big step, and he, he kind of never, back. yeah, could never really get going, and it, it just had you know, obviously like again Kyrie there, Gordon Hayward's trying to come back from finally being healthy. And you never got to see him fully blossom. But this year, obviously being an all-star and just, again, what he's doing tonight against the Lakers. Uh, Jason Tatum is special, man. Yeah, he's special. And um, it, it, people tried to blame it on he uh, – in the offseason, he worked out with Kobe. So now he has to un-Kobe himself uh, because, you know, Kobe was the master of taking tough twos and, and all of this. But the fact of the matter is wasn't enough ball to go around. Wasn't enough spacing on the floor for him to flourish. 
uh, because of a Kyrie Irving, who's a ball-dominant guard, and obviously, you know, caused some contention in the locker room. He's doing it now in uh, – he did it in Cleveland. He did it in Boston. And now he's doing it in uh, Brooklyn, a team that had great cohesiveness, that sure they had did. fun, they played well, they made the playoffs last year, and then all of a sudden he alienates the whole team. They don't know whether to talk to him. They were saying he's hot and cold one moment and this and that. And the, the funny thing is he's out for the season now. Uh, watch how much better the Brooklyn – Nets team is, uh, and it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see as uh, we're down by two. Wow, that's an offensive foul. Yeah, that had to be. Yeah, this. Uh, yes, they waved it off. Jason yeah. Tatum hit the three at the buzzer. Celtics were I down think he by. I bought it. I think it just no. Hit he net. hit that. He hit, he hit that? the ball. He. I mean, he hit the that three. That went in. Yes, that went in. He shot a three. With two seconds left on the clock, they're down by two, and he flailed his arm out and hit was KCP, KCP in yeah. the face. Oh, but it was this, it was in his hand anyway. Oh, it was in his hand. Okay. Yeah. He so even if even if they didn't got the ball was still in his hand, they didn't really get a good look. They didn't have any timeouts. That was good. Deep, great closeout by KCP Oof. there. He yeah. elbowed him yeah, right he elbowed in the him face. Right in the face. It's so funny watching reactions. No, you get elbowed on the chin running full speed, Gavin. You won't be flopping. I can tell you that. Flop. Come on, Gavin. Here you go. Uh, either way, it's going to be a loss no matter what uh, because, again, the, the time went off anyway. So uh, 114-112 should be the final score for your game. Celtics losing to the Lakers. Lakers getting ready to be in that same. Uh, some of them will be in that building, I'm sure, tomorrow for for Kobe Bryant's memorial. Uh, but continuing, back to back to what we were saying. Yeah, I, you know, it's <clears throat> excuse me, it's just – he never got a chance to really take that second step because of the Kyrie Irvins there. And then you had uh, Jason Gordon. I mean, um, Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward, excuse me. It just was so many all-star caliber players who need the ball, plus Jalen Brown and, and, the, and the progression he had made. And, and all of these steps that these guys have been making, it's a final score. Lakers 114, Boston 112. Boop, boop. Uh <laughs> 2-0 after the All-Star break. Get some. Anyway, um, how did the Clippers do the other night? Okay. Lost to the Kings. Um, <laughs> all my ad-libs. And, yeah, I, I mean, it turned into a Migos song. In a minute. Like, Lakers. Get it. Get it. Yeah. When it, it totally turned it. Sam, can we put a beat behind this? Yeah, Sam, I know. I need you over there dancing, Sam. We need a beat right there. You should have been recording all them drops right there, you were man. The, you were the fourth Migo. <laughs> or Migo and them. That's what it's calling it. You Migo and them. Um, um, yeah. But, it, you know, it's just to see him get back to where he was. He just got a brand new back tattoo. Yeah, he God's, just, he got, God's will without the apostrophe. And a lot of people are, are mad at him for not getting Look, look, he's taking it off. He want to show him. There you go. Y'all going to see this God's will. Don't smack my back, though. You. I don't need no germs on my back. I'm going to show He's been in the gym. He's definitely been in the gym. No, he just sure. got it. No, he literally he... just got it like two days ago. Um, you, you can't sweat into a fresh tattoo. It's not good for you. You know what? I When I watch Jason Tatum, it makes me think about, and maybe this is the case that he's going through what you just described, but Kyle Kuzma. You kind of thought he was going to take, you know, that next step, mm-hmm. and he hasn't. And I keep wanting to give him some, cut him some slack because 
You you've been you were the man pre LeBron, right? There was nobody really on the team, and you were the you were this pleasant surprise. Then the next year, you 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 play well again. You're like, all right, look at him, man. And then LeBron's there. You're still playing well. You're kind of the one guy that's playing well. Everybody else is willing to get rid of you know anybody else. I think we knew Brandon Ingram had a higher ceiling, mm-hmm. but we knew you meshed well with LeBron. Then we add in an MVP candidate in Anthony Davis, a 25-28 point score in Anthony Davis. So now, again, those are touches away. Those are buckets away from you. That's somebody that LeBron's going to be looking for instead of you, as will other teammates. And you just see where he hasn't been able to take that step, unlike Jason Tatum this year. And I'm wondering if it's the same thing you were talking about, where I was about to take this next step up and really become a guy, maybe an all-star, light, all-star caliber guy. But then all of a sudden, Anthony Davis is here, similar to Jason Tatum. I'm about to do my thing. Oh, wait, Gordon Hayward's healthy. Oh, wait, Kyrie's here. I, I just think for Kyle Kuzma, he has to figure out, you know, what type of player he is. Right now, he's a piece. He could be their third guy, but he has to take that next step. Like making comments about the star player when you and your trainer are high fiving yeah, over yeah. Twitter, that's not going to get it done for you, right? So you got to you you got to toe the line. You know what's funny about he that? He put too? himself on the trading block. I'm surprised he didn't get traded. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I thought. If you told me I can get, I know Derrick Rose is thirty one and a little thirty, you know, a little older, but that's a bucket. It's a walking bucket right now, um, and that's kind of what they need. Um, but back to Kyle Kuzma too. You know what's funny about life? The things you're allowed to do when you're winning. Yeah, I'll give you an example. <laughs> Dennis Rodman with the Spurs is blonde hair. Is doing all this. And the Spurs get rid of him because they're like, even though he's the man was averaging like 19 rebounds a game, they're like, nah, it's not our culture, blah, blah, you know, and they didn't win. They made it to the playoffs, obviously, and they had a good team. Then he gets to the Bulls, and he's doing the same thing. He's got Bulls, and, you know, they, they airbrush the bull in his head. He's blonde, he's yellow, he's green, he's big hoop earrings in his nose. Because they're three-peating, you don't care. And it's exciting, in fact. And people are coming to the game, I'm going to dye my hair like Dennis, woo! Kyle Kuzma, even though the Lakers are winning, but he isn't particip- particularly playing well. Everybody's like, man, he need to focus on getting his game up instead of dyeing his hair. If he wasn't dyeing his hair so much, if he wasn't day or, if he wasn't a date in a Jenner, and I'm just like, when you're winning and you're performing and playing well, it is amazing what people will will let slide and and ride with. But when you're not, and he's not, the team's playing well, but he's not playing particularly well. He had a, he had an okay game tonight um, or today. But everybody, if you on Twitter, we just need to see him show up in the playoffs. Okay, that's how you make your name. That's how you become the player you are. No one cares in the regular season. You become a star in the playoffs. That's true. You don't even have. And, and you, I think that's what's holding people back from Giannis. That's and that's fair, right? You become a star. Kawhi Leonard is a star. Right? Remember, on that Spurs team, he was just one of the guys. Mm-hmm. Until he, they got into the playoffs and they won the championship and he won finals. He became a, a megastar. Even before, I would argue, even before. that, You're right, that cemented it. But, shoot, I remember the year he was giving the Warriors the business in that game. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then he tweaked his ankle. Obviously, Well, he right. we know why he tweaked his ankle. 
Zaza. Who, who went up under him? Zaza Pachulia went yeah. up under him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, I mean, they were up by 24 in that game. They were up by 24. He was on another level. He was on the level we've been accustomed to seeing him in the and playoffs. And that was our, yep. And that was our, like, oh, he really, really got it. Oh, he's the real deal. Point. And then he goes down because everybody kept saying if that, that if he stays healthy, maybe the that's Warriors a whole don't get different, out of here. That's a whole different situation. Um, the Warriors have shown a problem with dealing with a, a you know, someone of a that monster. caliber. Or a a monster, so LeBron had to right. <laughs> so that's that was that's been their mo, and that team was built around Kawhi, and they had a lot of great pieces, mm-hmm. and they were able to put that type of pressure on the Golden State Warriors in that game. They prior hard to, even without yeah. them. They just you know a pop it just pops team's going to do that, it, but it just couldn't. You know they couldn't overcome. I mean they ended up losing that game. They gave up that twenty four point lead. Losing that game and it was pretty much over after that. Kawhi, yeah, he, he that was like when you were like, oh, I keep hearing his name, I keep seeing, okay, but and you're like, man, Kawhi really is that dude. That dude. Then he tore his uh, leg up. Uh, but again, with the Lakers, man. Uh, so Gavin, so Markeith Morris, the Morris brother twins. By the way, my favorite story, well, multiple about the Mark, the Morris brother. Don't talk to their mom. Dudes have been beaten up. Uh, <laughs> also, when they were both playing with the Suns, one of the best stories is. They got their deals. They both were playing with the Suns, and they had a joint bank account. They put all their money in the same <laughs> joint. That's when you know twin, like being a twin. That's camaraderie. I love my <laughs> sister like you. I mean, that is you could not be any closer. But we don't need a joint bank account. It up. <laughs> that's, that was goofy. That's twin brother. Twins are on another level with that one. You know, well, they're in L.A. together again. Well, hopefully, or that, there we go. Presumably, so, they'll be in L.A. again. Uh, Markeith with the uh, Lakers and, and Mark. Marcus, 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 with the the Clippers, and then they can revisit uh, that joint bank account. So he's so Marquise. To be clear, Gavin, he is clear. He's passed he waivers. Cleared waivers. Woj had a report that once he did clear waivers, he would sign with the Lakers on the uh, one point seven five million dollar uh, disabled player exception. So that isn't official yet, but he will be signing with the Lakers very soon. I mean, if Woj said it, you might as well just exactly. How, uh, so them getting Mark not. Marcus, but Markeith Morris, what does that do for the Lakers? We'll discuss that on the other side. Right now, we're getting ready to go to What is Trending with Brian Findlay. Brian, what is trending, my brother? Hey, what's going on, Kelvin? Yes, yeah, Celtics' Jason Tatum, he failed to get a buzzer beater three off in time at the end of the fourth quarter as the Lakers survived the Celtics at Staples 114-112. Tatum did finish with 41 points. LeBron James was one assist and two rebounds shy of a triple-double. Anthony Davis, 32-13. and 13. ESPN is reporting Markeith Morris has cleared the waivers and will join the Lakers. While the New York Times is reporting the Dallas Mavericks submitted an official protest to the league for Saturday's loss to the Hawks, Dallas is requesting the end of the game be replayed because officials counted a John Collins basket even when video evidence clearly shows goaltending. In college hoops, in the top 25 round, Luther Muhammad had 22 points as number 25 Ohio State, putting number 7 Maryland in its place, 79-72. 15th ranked Creighton closed lines number 21 Butler, 81-59. Blue Jays led by as many as 35 points. In the XFL, we got a game going on right now on FS1. The LA Wildcats have a 6-0 lead over the D.C. defenders in the first quarter. Josh Johnson, three 40-yard touchdown pass. D.C. 
Tennessee Defenders quarterback Cardale Jones already a pick. And then earlier, you had the St. Louis Battlehawks taking down the New York Guardians 29-9. Joe Powell becoming the first XFL player to return a kickoff back for a touchdown. And Joey Logano leads the NASCAR Cup Series race in Las Vegas right now on Fox TV. There are only 24 laps to go as we send it back to Kelvin Washington and Ephraim Salam. All right, thank you, Brian. Appreciate it. And, uh, again, that is the final score. The Lakers get the win over the Celtics. Um, and one of the uh, interesting things we talk about the Lakers, again, is the fact that they need that other piece. We are talking about it. And they had a couple of guys who they thought they were going to get or at least in the running to get, and that was first Marcus Morris. They thought they were going to be in the running to get him, who's having an exceptional year. He was putting up 20 points a game with the Knicks. Obviously, the Clippers won't need him to average that. they got so many different guys that will be probably looking more like 8 to 10 range for him. Also, he's shooting, I think it was like 44% from three or something yes. crazy. Uh, having a great year from the three-point line is Marcus Morris, and the Lakers were in consent contention for him. They don't get him. Then you thought, okay, Darren Collison's hanging out with Jeannie Buss sitting courtside at Laker games. He's from L.A., went to UCLA. It only makes sense. And then he said, nah, son, I'm going to stay retired. So then you're like, oh, are the Lakers, what's going on? Why are people ignoring the Lakers and not choosing to play with the Lakers? So if they get Marquise Morris, it's a big pickup uh, and that you have another guy with size and not to mention that a guy who can play the stretch five, Ephraim, because, you know, Anthony Davis doesn't like playing it. So even though Anthony Davis is taller than Marquise Morris, Marquise Morris can play it in this day and age of the NBA. And he's shooting the ball very well. I think he's at about 40% from three. I think it's to be exact, like 39.7 from three. He's a guy that can get his own bucket. Uh, he's a guy that's going to play tough defense as well. So he's a body that you can throw at a Paul George. He's another body that you can throw at a Kawhi Leonard. He's a body that you can throw at, you know, some of these guys in the Western Conference that you're going to see on your way to a playoff uh finals run so I think that's a great pickup they're able to get him I think that's a great missing piece because eventually I think some guys have been understated you and I were talking about this off the mic KCP Laker fans were upset with him the first two months of the years boo they were bored him they wanted him traded he's worked himself into a really nice season and a guy who's finishing games for the Lakers and he's also giving them 41 percent from three and play obviously some really good defense in KCP including that last play on Jason Tatum, he closed out very well. So Marquise Moore is a really good addition, if you ask me. What say you, Ephraim? Uh, I, I think it'll be a great um, great addition. You need those bodies in the playoff to throw at, like you said, a Kawhi, a Paul George. You need uh, that energy coming off the bench. You need guys to step up in their roles and solidify who they are and what they bring to the team in these playoff situations. And as far as KCP, He's always been a, a, a favorite of mine. People don't really realize what he was going through last year. He was on probation. He was going through a court case. He couldn't leave the state of California, so he couldn't travel with the team for the majority of the year. And so dealing with all of those things in your personal life, that affects what you do on the court. Some guys can block it out. We saw Kobe do it when he was going through his issues on the court. He would you know, come from the courthouse and, and score 50. And then some guys, it, it weighs a little bit heavier on them. We're all human. And as fans, we kind of forget the human element of our athletes because, look, they're there for our entertainment. But we're not robots. We're not fictional characters. And we're not in a script. We're human beings who have ups and downs, things that go on in our lives that we're fighting through all while trying to be professional athletes and, and, and bring value to our team. And I'm glad you mentioned that because you and I have a lot of conversations off off the mic and I've, you and I both know you were a professional athlete and we know plenty of them. 
And that's one of the things they talk about is how we, the fans, we expect you all to be superhumans and just ignore everything else in your life. Yet, when we go to our jobs, whatever it is, it, it could be working on the mic like I do. It could be, uh, you know, insur- selling insurance. It could be flipping burgers. I don't care. We have these things that we're not at our best. Mom's sick, kids going through it, what, what have you. And we struggle, and it's, it's a tough day. But we expect athletes, and I think it's money-based, right, where we always say when we put a dollar sign on it, if I were making six high six figures to millions of dollars, I'd shut up. I'd be okay. I'd be all right with that. It's like, dude, they're human. Not to mention at some point, just like you, your job is your job, meaning, you know, it's just your job. Like, you guys play at a high level, and I'm sure that you uh, appreciate that you're in professional sports, but it's still just your job. It's not my mother who's going through it. It's not my child who's going through it. It's not me going through some physical things or some personal thing, personal things in my life. So there are times where we forget about that. Um, and But I don't know. Is KCP's been able to turn around and have a nice season for the Lakers uh, as well. But so – you got so many teams, the Lakers and the Clippers, kind of playing. What is it? Uh, or arms race, just snatching guys up <laughs> off the off the uh, you know open market. Yeah, it's like that's who teams are kind of expecting almost to make the finals. Like All right, I'm, I'm gonna go to I want to go to the finals, so I'm going to either Lakers, or I'm going to the Clippers. Well, and the crazy thing is, what's lost in the story is that the Lakers had to uh, release Boogie Cousins. Yeah, that's that's a, right. Yeah. So. Boogie Cousins was on the cusp of being a $200 million player mm. two years ago, three yep. years ago. Not even just a two. All right, two yeah. years ago. And now, you know, that's that's the world. That's that's the world we live in. That's sports. Him and, and uh, Isaiah Thomas have the worst, <clears throat> yes. MV, you know, MVP-type guys. You're all, you know, career's going great, and Boom. it just backfires. And, and now you're just trying to find a footing. You know, mm-hmm. just a guy. Not saying that Demarcus Cousins won't come back and he won't be a good player, but he's not going to be a two hundred million dollar player. I can tell you that. Um, we'll have to yeah, and then it, everybody's starting to speculate what he can do. Can he hang around the Laker facility legally? Can he play with? Can he practice in their facilities? Work out, even though he's not a part of the team because he was waived. Very, very, you know, kind of complicated stuff. I want to throw this one at you. We can talk about it for a couple minutes, and if we need to, we can come back and definitely want to hear from you as well if you want to jump in on this. Somebody asked me on Twitter, uh, well, not just me, but they put it up on Twitter, and I was like, man, I got to ask E from this tomorrow. It's a really good question. Next 10 years, who are you want to start your team with? I'm going to throw four guys out at you. Okay. John Morant, Zion Williamson, Luka Doncic, Trey Young. So you can either just give me the one, or since we've got time, we still got another hour and twenty minutes. You can give me, you can rank them. Okay. So I would give. I would uh, let's rank them. Okay. I would say number one. No, you got to go backwards. Oh, four, okay, three, five, two, one. Okay. Number four. <laughs> oh man, that, it, it's tough, isn't it? Wow. I would number four. I would say Trey Young. Now, here's where it's interesting you say that because the original question that I saw, I tweaked it. You got the modified version. The original question was Ja versus Trey Young. That was the, the, the actual someone of, uh, that I put on Twitter. And majority of the answer was Trey. And I'm like, am I the only one that feels that I would take Ja well, over it's Trey? A shooter, it's a shooter's league now. But I feel like I want the guy who's going to play better defense, slightly bigger, and, and and more just explosive, yeah, more explosive. So that's the s- era we grew up in. We got to remember. Yeah, that's a good point. That's not the era we're in now. Okay, the All era right. we're in now is 
Shoot it from the ball handling from in threes. The, the logo, right? And guys will take most people in this era will take that anytime. Man, I see Jod. I'm like, mm, that's dude different. is special. That's different. A lot of people don't get a chance to see him because he plays in Memphis. Yeah, don't stop disrespecting them M cities. Memphis, Milk, Milk, uh, Milwaukee. What do you have against these M cities? <laughs> I don't have anything against them. <laughs> So it doesn't have I, I to be I'm not too. I'm not scheduling. It doesn't matter. No, because Zion, Zion a rookie Williams and everybody's in. New Orleans is they're, they're on TV every in, night. Yeah. Zion's been in the public consciousness for years true. now. True. No, that's right? true. So okay. Jaw uh, is still so new to people. Man, I, if you love basketball, you man. know what he can do. No, he I know, but that's that's real NBA heads. Like right. No, you're right. Casual. He's not the casual But I'll tell you this. Sure. Yeah. Listen to me. I'll tell you this. If Zion would have went to the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies would be on primetime more than the Pelicans. That's just the bottom line. So, say that one more time. I, was, I said if Zion would have went to the Grizzlies, yes, they'd be on primetime more than the Pelicans. Oh, Zion went to Orlando. Whatever the Anywhere. worst team you think is in Anywhere. the NBA as far as Q rating, if he went there, they're on TV all the time. I mean, you, you they do that every year. They play year. tonight. They play tonight. The Pelicans versus the Warriors. On NBA, yeah, I'll right, be watching like, that. It's always funny how big star power is because Devin Booker is one of the best players in the absolutely. league. No He's one on the Suns. No one watches him. Yeah. He has he I'm glad you mentioned that. So one of the things I love to do, and you have to bring this distinction, and it, it even applies to beautiful women. Hmm. But it's what I like. Like, I'm not saying Devin Booker is a top five player, but if you're saying top five, just his game, like watching him, I'm like, man, that dude is nasty. Devin Booker is really high up there for me. Just when you watch him, you're like, dude. Oh, he can play. What can this man do? He is super talented. All right, so here's what I want to do. I want to break. We have your fourth. We still have three, two, one to go. Okay. And again, for those just joining us, the question is, I give you four of the, the you know, top maybe four or five young guys in the league right now. Luka Doncic, Trey Young, John Morant, Zion Williamson, kind of ranking who you would want to have on your franchise for the next decade. So far, Ephraim's given us Trey Young at four. Is Ephraim crazy or not? You can also <laughs> jump in on this 877-996-6369-877-99 on Fox. We'll take your phone calls. If you can't make a phone call, you can tweet us as well. Ephraim Salam, KW Live for myself. We'll come back and we will do that. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. And, of course, it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. It's Fox Sports Radio. Come on, man. Give me your ad-libs. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the centurion lounge 
<sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn. Alliances will shift and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash the shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. <laughs> don't you don't you wish we were like 18 in this era? We could have we, we could have made an album right now, man. Right now. Right now. Ah, we blew it. Two billion God streams. Bit, we came up in the era you actually had to have lyrics and say something. Now nah, we could have just been skirt, pull up. Ha. <laughs> Was I a part of that? That was your uh, your era, guys. Purple, that was Purple that was, Rain. That, we oh, doing that Purple was Rain. Purple Rain. Yes, we were talking about the halftime shows <laughs> and how Prince had the number one. All right. Um, <laughs> it's just enough of that. 877-996-6369, on Fox. Ephraim Salam, also known as uh, the, the Prince. What is What are those things called? Aficionado. You, aficionado. Well, I was okay. I was going to say more of a cover band, you and I. <laughs> Kelvin Washington and Ephraim Salam, the Prince cover band. All right, so a couple more minutes before we got a break here. At the top of the hour, I do want to switch gears a little bit to uh, football before we get back to the fight uh, that happened last night, Tyson Fury defeating Deontay Wilder. But So here's what we just did. We got a phone call. We'll take Mike in just a second. But conversation is four young guys amazing in the NBA, having a great year so far, a couple mm-hmm. of years for a couple of them. This is their second year. But who would you take for the next decade and rank them? Four guys, Trey Young, John Morant, Zion Williamson, Luke and Dockage, Doncic in no order there. You started with number number, number four. Number four. Number four. Trey Sam, Young. Sam wanted to just, you know, flex yeah. his, uh, his power Trey right Young there. would be my number four pick. Except, uh, exceptional talent, great ball handler. He can shoot the ball from anywhere. That's number four. And pass, by the way. And pass. The, 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 he drops, may, mm-hmm. like he might be top three dimes as far mm-hmm. as it's, uh, entertaining. Number three for me? Number three. Would be uh, John Morant. I think he's explosive. I think he is everything you would want in a ball handling mm-hmm. guard who can get to the rim. This is getting interesting. Because uh, <laughs> now you got me thinking. First of all, this is a great group when you have Trey Young at four. Yeah. Who's going to be a perennial all-star. You're, you're going to win either yeah. way. Number two for me. Number two. I Hold would on. say Let Zion Williams. I was going to think. Uh, I say Zion Williams. What he brings to the floor. If you've watched this young man play in his 11 games of his NBA career, he is dominant. He's, so dominant, yeah. in fact, that if he continues to play at this clip, he will be the MVP, even though John Morant has had rookie a of whole, the year. Rookie I of mean, year. excuse me, rookie of the year, has had a whole uh, two months ahead of him, three months playing basketball. 20, 22 a game, seven rebounds mm-hmm. already for him. And not to mention, the man is shooting 36% from three. And that reason he's number two is because of the health issues. We don't know how long he'll last. But my number one guy, number one, would be Luka Doncic. His abilities, I'm telling you, is bro. Is anybody, the, all right, man, now, he's Gavin, so smooth. 
You want to talk about killing him with slow motion? No, it's, it's, yeah, he's got that Paul that Pierce step back. Oh. It's kind of like there's like no way he's not gonna get by me, and he Bruh. does. So, so the question would be because I think I have him at number one as well. I wanted to go Ja over Zion only because of health. I feel like Zion's yeah, gonna but break I, down, but I, I can but, build around. Like I said, I can build around Zion if I'm building a team, uh, and my market value goes up. You that that was that. what I was thinking. So I kept all of that. I called. I kept all of that in consideration. In, 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 in consideration. Yeah. I, I, so I'm with yours. The only one I, I really I pump faked. I had to take a break on was I want to. I feel like Job. Ja, we're gonna look back and go. Job ja was the slightly better player than Zion. Um, and it might even just be simply health. We'll see. Real quick, Mike. I want to get to Mike before we break here. Mike uh, wants to call in, jump in on this. What do you? Who do you have, Mike? Yeah, what's up, fellas? Starting with four, I'm going to go Trey Young, best shooter, but he's a liability of defense. I'm going to go three. I'm going to go Zion, big man. You can't really build around him. He's not. Uh, you can't rely on him to stay on the floor with his health status. So I can't take that chance building around my franchise player. Number two, I'm going to go Ja. He's the quarterback of my team. He makes everybody better. And you're already seeing in his first year making Memphis with you know minimal That's talent. That's a good point. And a playoff team. And number one, I'm going to go Luca. I think he's going to be the most transfer transformational player, and he's going to be the win multiple MVPs and battling Giannis for the best player in the league. So hey, Mike, that's my hey, hey, Mike, hang on. I'm going to ask you this. Yes. we got a minute left. I'm going to ask you this too, even. Can Ja become – like, this is just his year one. Mm-hmm. Can he yep. become better than Luka? No, I don't think so because Luka, I think with the size and his athletic ability, I just think he's a better athlete overall than, than uh, Ja, and he's more physical. So I feel like – uh, he can do more in terms of uh, rebound passing, and then you can. He's got the more range there. So I feel with Ja, as, as great as he is, I just think he doesn't have the size and ability to bang with the, the bigger guys like uh, Luca does. So that's what I think holds him back. All but right. I think he's the quarterback of your team. He can make everybody around him better. But he's going to be, I think, battling for the top point guard in the league with uh, all these young great players. Man, in the some league great right point guards. Hey, Mike, we appreciate Thanks, Mike. you calling. Appreciate uh, that. Uh, you, can he? Can I, agree, I, I Well, I like. Luca's size. Yeah, is he's big. a legit six seven. Like at first, oh, I, when they were saying, I was like, "No, nah, he's not that bro, big." He's big. When I saw that man sitting next to LeBron, I was like, "Oh!" And he can play, man. He's got eyes everywhere. He can flat out play basketball at a high level at this young of an age, and I love that. I love to be able to build a team around that. No, Luca is insane. I can't. I, it, he, it's, it's one of those like no way he's this good, this young. I'm looking at it right now. The man is averaging 29, 29, 10, and 9. <laughs> Ridiculous. NFL M- uh, Player Association. We'll talk about it next. Oh, on you uh, for this next segment here because you played in the NFL for a decade, and I want to get your thoughts on this. Uh, by the way, were you part of the NFLPA at all? Uh, yeah, I was a member of it. Yeah, that's what you seem like. Of course. Um, all right. Well, so- we all are. Well, I meant, were you a representative of your a, a team? Player, a player, player rep. rep? No, I wasn't. Okay. I wasn't. Uh, you seem like somebody they would vote for. Yeah, you do. I never ran. Also, shout out to the uh, Pee Wee Lakers, not only the Los Angeles Lakers, the Pee Wee Lakers. Yes. Uh, what, what, what is your son's name? Hit the shot. His name is Rashid. Rashid, looking like Rashid Wallace. First of all, three. That's all disrespectful. <laughs> from the three. From the three. Rasheed okay. was nice. Rasheed right. was nice from three. He was a piston. Trust me, I saw it. Okay. Uh, with, with the buzzer beater. I prefer Kobe, but go ahead. Look, well, I, it's I think it's Rasheed. more the hair. I think he's got the Rasheed hair. That is true. He, did, yeah. he, got, he does have the fro. He does have the fro. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so shout out to uh, your son, Big Check Game. Check that out the, on uh, Twitter, at Ephraim Salam. Uh, 
Go ahead, refresh, go ahead, refresh for the people who just joined us. So I coach my both of my sons' teams, the six and seven year old uh, rookie Lakers, and then the seven and eight year old Pee Wee Lakers here in Studio City. And yesterday we had an intense game with the seven and eight year olds, and it was about ten seconds left on the clock. It was a tie game in the second half, and uh, take the ball out. My son dribbles down. I say, shoot. <laughs> shoot the jumper shoot the three and he pulls up a couple feet behind the line uh the behind the three-point line and nails uh, a buzzer beater and he actually you can hear the buzzer going off when the ball's in the air and bam banks in and it was just one of the most joyous moments that i've had in any sports capacity yeah so much so that if you watch the video long enough you will see Ephraim Salam high five the kids and for a moment excited and I had turned to turn away. away. I turned away. Had to turn away. You didn't. You didn't want the, the the shed the tears. I had to turn away. It was a it was a tough one. There, yeah. I had. To, I was. I didn't want to cry on the kids. Yeah, yeah. especially the height. That would have just been a poor a rainfall on the kids. Yeah, I didn't want to cry on the kids. Um, and by the way, your L.A. Wildcats, who are zero and two, are this going up against the D.C. Defenders. They're up twenty to nothing, and the XFL giving you a little update there. All right, so I want to get into this. Speaking of football, back to the NFL. Uh, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Fifteen minutes can save you fifteen percent or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. What's it like? You know, right now for these players in the NFL when they're trying to work on this new uh, CBA, collective bargaining agreement with the NFL, and there's so many different factors, right? Maybe the average Joe just thinks of money, or, or the average Joe, the big cop topic of conversation has been going from 16 to 17 games. And yeah, that's a part of it. But also included, you're talking about days that you can practice in pads. You're talking about things that you don't think about in the middle of it because you're 22 years old, just playing the NFL, trying to hang on. But you start thinking about retirement and uh, and how it has a, a shape on your um, ability to have pension. And you talk about revenue share. So there's so many different things. Uh, visibility, I mean, the, the way that the team can treat you on the facilities. I mean, there's so many different things involved in the CBA. Um, but uh, so let's kind of just talk about a couple of them. Your thoughts for going from 16 games to 17 games? Don't like it. Don't like it. And the thing that owners don't realize is, and the thing that I, I would hope the players would value over a 0.1% increase in revenue in the revenue share would be health care, right? Because number the number one knock, the thing that players don't want to do. Uh, and the reason they don't want a 17-game season is the risk of injury. Mm-hmm. So that would naturally correlate into health care, right, and the benefits of having lifetime health care for guys who've played in the NBA, in NFL, excuse me, like but in you, the I'm NBA. Glad 40 and sli- I was going to say the like NBA. In the NBA like out. in the NBA, like in Major League Baseball, like in the National Hockey League, right? So we're, I believe, the only – American Sports League that doesn't have health care for life for the the members and the uh, ones who uh, need it the, the most, NFL. you could argue that is one thousand percent correct. And the further you get away from the game, the more you need it. And the player's insurance for himself and his family runs out five year five years after a player retires. Mm. And you, so let's just say you play ten plus years. Which and is you, rare. Right, which is rare. And you retire somewhere around 34. 
right? So by the time you're 39 going into 40, you have no health insurance. Happened to me. Had to find my own health insurance, mm. um, which I didn't know how to do at the time because I had been covered fully by my parents when I was a young when I was young, and then since I was 21 years old when I got into the league. So just not having that uh, stability in terms of knowing that the issues that playing football caused you will be taken care of by the body that caused them. You know, that's a stressful situation, and I think players should really look at that. It's very difficult for current players to look at immortality mm. because as professional athletes, we don't, we're not looking at the end, right? We're in the now. You're not looking at the end. Right. But I will tell them, at the end, you'll get, it'll, there'll come a time no matter how much money you make, and people who need health care understand. It doesn't – if you have a baby, you don't have health care, that's 100 grand. Man, it, it, that's hundred grand. Those who have never had a child, let me tell that's you, hundred grand. We that's flat. That's just a hundred grand. With with insurance, we still look like man. We would have had to, you know, we had you got to pay your little right. copays and all. But it's you're crazy. like, this is what we would have had to pay. You want surgery? <laughs> Good luck. You want to have a surgery? And I had one on my knee a few years back. I mean, I've had a couple surgeries since I've been retired, right? Because that's what happens. I still need more. I'm gonna need both of my knees replaced. And I know people are out there. Maybe it's going boo hoo. You made all this money and blah blah. It's not about that. The money is one thing. It's about us performing a service and being able to count on our employers to continue to facilitate great health care because of the service we performed. Yeah, if and you, I, yeah, and if I could jump in real quick, you you just mentioned, you know, yeah, you boohoo, you made a bunch of money. What what people don't quite get is, yes, you made a bunch of money, but it's all relative. The point is, you want the particular money that the sport that you guys play generate. Meaning, yes, you're going to be paid $2 million, $10 million, $15 million because I'm me along with the other guys in the league are generating billions of dollars. So it's all relative. Like It's not like you guys are making this money you know, and, and, and everybody else is making pennies. It's the entire league itself is making billions of dollars. So the guys who are most important to it, the players, should be making a large portion. And what of you it. gotta realize, the majority of the NFL, they don't make those mega contracts. Right. That's the majority exactly. of the NFL are on minimum salaries. And yes, minimum salaries are more than minimum salaries for working at FedEx or McDonald's or the grocery store. But the expectation for us is greater than working at FedEx, McDonald's, or the grocery store. So it's all relative, mm -hmm. right? So what happens is if you play one game in the Major League Baseball, healthcare for life. I did not know that. If you play 15 years in the NFL, every year, started every game, five years after you retire, your healthcare is done. Tell me who needs it more. Mm -hmm. That's what we're talking about. For me, that's what I'm talking about. So when we're talking about negotiations and 1.8% uh, increase in, in profit sharing and and uh, all of this silly ancillary stuff. Yeah, because like, that, that, yeah. that's not the sticking point for me. The sticking point is be responsible, NFL, for those that have allowed you to become this behemoth in American sports. So you're talking about, again, the uh – Guaranteed revenue share of 48% in 2021 with potential increase of another half percent uh, if they were to start that 17-game season. So a half percent when you're talking billions is a lot of money. But to your point, 
that that lot of money some, you know, spent to uh, divide it up with all these thousands of guys in the NFL, whatever it is, 1,500, somewhere between there and 2,000 guys, that's just for a year. So let's say that, let's just do it. I'm doing making up a number, but let's just say that increased and everybody got an extra $100,000, right? All right, great. That's an extra $100,000. Like you said, that has nothing to do. That could be one surgery. That's nothing. That's nothing when you're talking the longevity of the rest of your life and your family's life. Yeah. So I completely can understand why you're like, no, 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 let's fix this. And shout out to the NBA, as we mentioned earlier. Chris Paul and the guys were able to get that for those the players themselves now and it took care of the older gentlemen. They say, hey, you will be taken care of for the rest of your life if you play. I think the NBA is it six years, the pension. Right. I think it is. If you play that, you are going to get this for the rest of your life. So they were able to take care of their players. Um, all right, we'll take a quick phone. Is this, is this Mike the same guy talking about the top four guys? Uh, my my screen says Mike, so I don't know what we got. We'll, we'll take the – Steve and Phoenix, we're going to take your phone call real quick. What's up, Steve? Yeah, hi. Uh, uh, Ephraim, I wanted to just – I was just talking to your – call screener i wanted to very strongly agree with you on this point i you know i i never played in the um in the nfl but i look at what the players that are currently playing and players that have retired and were not eligible to have medical coverage because they didn't play enough games my personal opinion is if you play one game and you're playing um for a team and you're taking that risk where you're basically putting yourself in a position where you could potentially uh, suffer an injury that, that could impact the rest of your life. I mean, give me a break. The NFL is making billions. Yeah, 15 billion they, yeah, a year. Yep. It, it, it's unbelievable. They can't, they can't agree to take care of the players that are putting this kind of money into the, into the accounts of the owners and everybody else that's involved in this league. Uh, to, to take care of them on a healthcare basis, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and I I, I, I spent some time uh, at NFL offices this off season, and I and I brought this point up, and I even brought up the fact that if you play one game, I reached out to one of my buddies who is who you know played major league for a long, long time, uh, and he said, yeah, if you play one game in the, in, in the majors in, in baseball, then you have healthcare for life, you and your family. And which was crazy to me, and the NFL was like, "Oh, you know, it's really expensive." And yeah, like I, you can't. I don't want to hear that. Like you can't talk to me about how expensive it is to take care of players. Some of these players, a lot, the majority of these players will have life-changing uh, physical ailments. Period. It's no getting around it. I don't care how safe you try to make the game. It's the fact of the matter. It's a brutal sport. It's a very contact-driven sport. I play offensive line, which means for 70 plays a game, I'm making full contact with another person. However many plays we have in practice, I, like all of that, it, 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 it wears on you. And as a 43-year-old retired professional athlete who started uh, 150 whatever games, yeah, I feel it every day. Every morning I wake up. I feel it. And I'm not saying that to – I made a choice to play, and that choice was terrific for my family and myself, and I'm I'm happy that I did it. But the fact of the matter is that doesn't diminish the fact that my employer should supply me with life – I mean, for, for health insurance for life, for my family and I. And I want to – thank you for the call, uh, Steve. And also, to add to that quickly before we break here – 
not only that, if we do work out a plan, NFL, can you honor that and take care of us? And I'll and I'll tell you what I mean on the other side. It's something to your point about asking, you know, look, hey, let's let's honor us, right? Take care of the guys who made this league as great as it is. There's something NFL did a couple of years ago that I thought was wrong, and I wanted to see if they could find a way to rectify that. We'll talk about that. And coming up as well, we're going to get into Tyson Fury defeating Deontay Wilder in a TKO in the seventh round and what we saw in that fight. And do you want to even see a third fight? Bobo has a thought on that. I see him shaking his head. I don't know if it was yes or no. I'll tell you that coming up in just a minute. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. With 15 minutes, you can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. We'll come right back with that Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn. Alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Fox Sports Sunday, Ephraim Salam, Kelvin Washington. I want to just jump right back into what we were just discussing. We're talking about the NFL and the collective bargaining agreement and how right now they've decided to cancel the vote right now as they can give more people, more players, and more everyone involved time to decide. There's really three options. You can go with it as is, you can go with it being tweaked, and then you can just say no. Uh, right now they're torn, so they say they're going to take a break and, and meet, reconvene once the combine starts. Uh, you and I have been kind of having conversations about just the biggest thing you were saying was the idea that, Look, do it right, players, and get it right where guys can be taken care of health-wise and talking about insurance for the rest of their lives that they played in this in this game. I want to go to something else that happened with the league a couple years back. Remember that settlement, the CTE and concussion, concussion settlement? settlement I got yes. up to $1 billion uh, that they were going to play former players. And in the age range, too. It, it, some of it wasn't even players who were no longer with us. It was their families who were part of these lawsuits. And the, the NFL said they award a $1 billion. Well, um, reading right now... USA Today, and they did an in-depth story where they interviewed dozens of family members of 
people who were finally got the number that they were going to receive. So in this case, I'm looking at a family who was set to receive 160000 You think, great, you know, we finally got something that we can help, you know, around the house. They got their first notice, and it was going to, it was negative 700 and something dollars. You hear what I just said to you? Negative. Because of liens from credit card, lien from uh, insurances, lien from doctors. Uh, there were other athletes, uh, former athletes, who didn't weren't going to receive money because they didn't go to particular doctors. Uh, the NFL basically was making it hard on these players to get the money that they said they were going to pay them in this billion dollars. You had to, and I watched an HBO Real Sports special on it when it happened like a couple of years back when they they go into depth on it. Basically, how it was near impossible for most of these athletes to actually get the money. Yeah. So, uh, and so to me, again, one billion dollars is like. What did you say they make a year? Fifty billion? What was the number? That Fifteen they billion. Fifteen billion. So that's less than ten percent. Why not knock it all out? Get everybody taken care of. So just from a PR standpoint, right? It looks good, feels good, and you can dust your hands off and move forward. I don't get. Sometimes I wonder with the NFL, their PR departments of so many different things they don't handle. They don't handle the Colin Kaepernick situation right. They don't handle the Ray, Ray Rice situation right. There's like so many things they don't handle correctly, and I'm always wondering like who is who is handling their public relations department. And again, you say you're going to pay a billion dollars to a worthy cause, people who are dying, have died, or struggling in life, your former players who made your league what it is, and then you're not taking care of them. And now you have people whose families are excited thinking they're going to be taken care of, and they're not. And I just, I've always thought that was wrong. Yeah, it is wrong. And that's something that, um, you know, we have to deal with when you're dealing with the NFL and when you're dealing with those type of uh, of lawsuits in uh, those settlements, because the, it's it's so much gray area. It's it's so much red tape that you have to go through in order to actually, you know, be awarded something that you you won that most guys don't see. It. I remember when I went and, and and did the neurological test, and and you met with the doctors and all of that, and you had to meet at this doctor, and if you miss an appointment, you had to start this paperwork over again, and it it just became a whole you know, revolving uh, issue. And then once you went into the doctors, you almost had to be incoherent yeah. to qualify, right? Like if you had a job, oh, then it's not that bad. You don't get a settlement, right? That but- actually was a thing. They, you're right. They were they were saying, oh, this person, look, at you're doing this, you're doing that. Clearly you're not as bad as you said you were. Like it'd it be, it be just do right by the players. I, I just didn't understand it. Um, so, all right, and then a couple other things with the CBA. Um, the 17 games, um, if there, if if I threw out to you, Ephraim, I was able to give you 17 games, but I could give you a few extra players on the team. Instead of the 53, I bump it up to, you know, 58. Uh, I give you two bye weeks. Is that still not good enough? No. It's not good enough. Um, you, you know, my whole thing is, player health there's a reason why there you can have ties in the nfl and you just don't keep playing there's good, a reason good point, why good point right so with that already set in place right you can't play an extra whole hour or two hours of of, of a single football game so now you're playing five hours four hours of football it's because the more you play in that type of of environment, the collisions, the, you know, the, the, the speed of it, the higher you, the, you know, the, the chance for injury. 
And when you look at the insatiable need for football almost five days a week, right, the Thursday night football where you have that recovery time and you cut it down, right? So now it's not not Sunday to Sunday or Sunday to Monday. You have Thursday. Towards the end of the season, you have Saturday. Saturdays, yeah, it's just a right? whole lot. My wife is all, every t- every season we go over that. Was there another game? I so, I- so all of that, you know, none of that is done with player safety in mind, right? So the seventeenth game season, I, I feel the same way about it. I, I, I feel exactly the same way. It, nothing is done with player safety in mind, and if that's the case, then you, you're going to get guys hurt. Guys are going to get hurt. So we'll see what happens again. They're going to reconvene and have their vote hopefully around the combine. I want us to I wanted to uh, get back to the fight. Um, so Tyson Fury defeats. Some might say the second time Deontay Wilder. Obviously, their first meeting ended up in a draw. But if you watched the first one, you saw where Tyson Fury. Look, he was the better fighter. Uh, Deontay Wilder had his rounds, had a couple of good moments. Obviously, knocked him knocked him down as well, but. And that first fight, to me, watching it at the end when it was called a draw, I kind of felt like Fury, I don't want to say robbed, because we talked that conversation with Aaron Gordon, how we kind of overused the word robbed. But but I was like, man, I, I feel like Fury was a better boxer. He outboxed him and he won the fight. But I'm okay with the draw because the knockdown was so devastating. First fight. Second fight, going into it, man, Fury was in best shape. You already have the experience of having fought this person, in this case, Deontay Wilder, and he put on extra pounds, but somehow was able to manage that and not just look like Andy Ruiz Jr. who put on extra pounds. And <laughs> what the? I was so mad at Andy. Andy. Andy was living his best life, man. Two man. So you know, I work with Spectrum News One here in L.A., and one of our reporters went to Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. She actually, yeah, it was actually a great experience for her. She is Persian, blah blah blah. She went out there and was great. She had access because she was from L.A. She was the one getting all the Andy Ruiz. Like she got the first thing out of his mouth after he lost, and all these different things. So I needed to know from her. I said, what, what was Andy? How you have an amazing opportunity. You beat Anthony Joshua. The world is exciting for you. You're the heavyweight champ. And you gain weight? And you look like that? So between him and Tyson Fury right now, first of all, everybody, everybody's in the gym looking at their trainers. Like, what you mean I need to cut weight and get in shape? You see who's winning right now? Andy Ruiz. Body types, And Tyson baby. Fury is out here winning in these streets. Um, but no, Deontay Wilder, one of the things that I think watching the fight was peculiar for me was he did not look focused at all. Something looked off. He wasn't there. Could it be that he just realized, yeah, I'm taking this fight again, but I, I know I don't have anything for Fury, but something was off from the first bell, and then he started to get his bell rung. And Fury was doing that weird little fan thing, he little ha, fake little fake fight, but fake punch, then jab, jab, and he fought, was able to get that right moving off the jab. Get that right in there. And I was just, I mean, beyond impressed with his boxing skills, not yours. Because you, as you're, re, re, actually looks pretty, <laughs> that actually is a pretty good Fury impression there. Uh, but Deontay Wilder had nothing. No, he didn't. They could have threw the tile in in the fifth round, and I don't think anybody would have been upset. No, he and had zero. There was no moment where you thought, oh, he has this under control. And at the end of the fight, Tyson Fury said no excuses and then gave excuses. What do you mean? Do we not have the sound? But we have that sound there. Can you find that for – this is what uh, Deontay Wilder said after the fight because you're right. A lot of people brought that up about the idea of, hey, if you don't have excuses, yeah, you, you what are we talking about? You can't say there are no excuses. But, then, but let me give you all something real quick. But then give the excuses of why you may have not, you know, put your best foot forward 
and you know, I guess people have a tendency to to say that. And here's what Deontay had to say: A lot of things going on coming into this fight, but it is what it is. My leg was already re-coming in due to other little things, but you know, I make no excuses tonight. I just wish that my corner would have let me win out on my shield. I'm a warrior, and that's what I do. You know what I'm saying? But um, he did what he did. There's no excuses, and we come back and be stronger. Right. So I had some things going in, uh, going on, uh, coming into the fight. Why and, was his and, leg? What does that my mean? Leg. Are we sure he said shield? He oh, said just shield. He, he said shield. shield. He said shield. He shield. I checked he that. Why are we, said why are we only be clearly hearing he the shield? Because it kind of he it cut off, and I watched it live. Yeah. So yeah. He said shield, and, you know, Warriors want to go out on their shield, but we want to be alive when we I go out. I was about to say, uh, I think he got to the hospital, got checked out, got back to the room, he realized, hey, trainer and corner, thank y'all, because if that went another three rounds, look, it's going to be. Your ear hole is bleeding. If the Joshua fight isn't next, they're going to do this again. All right, so. You don't sound excited. That's where, I mean, but that's where the money is. Who else is going to, who else is going to do it? I mean, everybody would want to see the Anthony Joshua fight and, you know, two. Uh, you know, the Britons want to see it. I know that, right? Uh, and so you're right. I can't think of any other heavyweight that would make it an interesting. I mean, fight. this this would be this would be great. These two men have mowed down uh, the heavyweight division, uh, being so dominant. So it's either a rematch, or I would love to see uh, 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 Tyson Fury and Joshua Anthony. Uh, would you want to see uh, Wilder Anthony still? Yeah, but I want to see. I, w- I would like to see the winner of mm-hmm. those two to unify the belts, and then maybe give Tyson Fury uh, a- a- another shot at. It. I mean, excuse me, not Tyson Fury, but um, Wilder, Wilder, Deontay Wilder, another shot at it. De- I think Deontay Wilder needs to take another fight prior to that. Get back to to the things that that made him dominant. Uh, take care of whatever. Issues that were going on that made his legs weak. Don't right? know. I, like, was he having sex? Like whatever, I need whatever that is, you know, if he can get get to get that together, he must have told. He was like, "No, nah, I can't do it tonight, baby." She was like, "No, just come on real quick." And he was like, "Baby, I can't do it. I cannot do it." I'm sorry, man. That meme that Fifty Cent posted on Instagram. Oh, no, I haven't seen it. Now fake, I gotta go see it. Oh, uh, you gotta go to Fifty's Instagram. It's literally. It's Fury's hand connecting with Wilder's face. And it looked his, like he knocked his lips off. Dude, it did. <laughs> oh, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's just gruesome. Yeah, that, that's not real, right? But for the record, I don't want to see is that real. again. That's 6'9", 273 with an overhead and right. Man, and your, lip, of your lip just headlocks. can't keep going one way. Like, it just at some point needs to snap back. All right, let's get to what's trending right now. We'll come back. <laughs> By the way, uh, you saw the fight. What did you think of it? Do you want to see a third fight? Uh, and what fight would you want to see next? As a matter of fact, it doesn't even have to be heavyweight. You can reach out to us and let us know that. We'll take your phone calls at 877-996-6369, on Fox. Right now, Brian Finley, what's trending? Thank you, Kelvin. The Lakers gut punch the Celtics 114-112. LeBron James piloting L.A. to victory, nailing that fadeaway J over Jalen Brown in the clutch. Jason Tatum accumulating 41 points in a losing effort. Anthony Davis, who had 32-13, and 13, elaborating after the game about the importance of this W. We know how big this rivalry is. It goes way back, way before you know some of us were even born. So, you know, we want to make sure that we came in here um, and get the win, especially uh, the way they beat us in Boston. And the Lakers are adding to their arsenal. ESPN is reporting Markeith Morris has cleared waivers, allowing him to join L.A. Some other games that are in progress, 
The Nuggets are leading the Timberwolves 78-75 about halfway through the third quarter. Paul Millsap for Denver, 20 points and 6 rebounds. Meanwhile, the Raptors taking a crowbar to the Pacers. It is 74-48. Toronto opened up this game with a 13-1 lead. The New York Times is reporting the Dallas Mavericks submitted an official protest to the league for Saturday's loss to the Hawks. Dallas is requesting the end of the game be replayed because officials counted a John Collins basket even when video evidence clearly showed goaltending. In college basketball, Luther Muhammad 22 points as number 25 Ohio State pile drives number 7 Maryland 79 to 72. 15th ranked Creighton body slams number 21 Butler 81 to 59. The Blue Jays led by as many as 35 points. Carlyle Jones in the XFL has thrown two interceptions as the LA Wildcats are strangling the DC defenders. It is 27 to 3 at the half. You can watch that game right now on FS1. Earlier, the St. Louis Battlehawks won against the New York Guardians 29 to 9. And Joey Logano wins the NASCAR Cup race in Las Vegas. Back to Kelvin Washington and Ephraim Salam. Uh, Brian, we need some answers real quick. Like, what are you watching over there? Are you watching some WWE? <laughs> Are you re-watching the fight? Because everything was gut punch, strangle, body slam, headlock. You guys are talking so much about the fight, my creative juices started flowing. Okay. And I, I thought, you know it. what? Let's try to integrate that into the update. I well, we, we, you know what? We appreciate that, man. We, we appreciate <laughs> that. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part is figuring out which way is easier. Easier. Hey, Ryan, I, I told you earlier I was going to have you hop on here. So, Ephraim, you were making I – I can't remember if it was on mic or off mic, but you are making fun of Clipper fans. You are saying, how can you be a Clipper fan, especially anyone who, you know, of a certain age where – they were never doing anything. Obviously, if you're an 18-year-old, I get it, right? You had the CP Blake Griffin now turn into the Kawhi Paul George. I can understand that. Yeah, me and a good friend of mine, former competitor, former teammate, uh, Marcellus Wiley. Yes. We've been going at this for years. Uh, former partner of yours yes. as, as well, former teammate of yours as well on the radio. And he was like, I grew up a Clippers fan. And, I, and I'm like, we're the same age. We grew up in L.A. at the same time, him in Compton, me in Inglewood. And at no point in my life <laughs> during the Showtime Lakers was I ever like, hey, what are the Doc Rivers Clippers doing over there? <laughs> so that's right, why like, I need at, answers, Brian. At How no point fan? ever <laughs> – Growing up so, in that time of basketball, would someone be like, "I want to be with the Clippers, who win twelve Benjamin. games, a, twelve games a, a year"? Ephraim, you are missing out on the Clippers version of the Showtime with Darius Miles, Quentin Richardson. All of those guys in the early 2000s, that's when I was gravitated to the team. They weren't winning a lot, but they were playing really fun basketball. And then they brought on Elton Brand. Then the guys started to feel like they could win. And look, I'm not. But one they of those... didn't. <laughs> well, well, well. You bring in Blake Griffin, and you know, you obviously don't get too far in the playoffs. But at least for a while, when there was that malaise with the Lakers, the Clippers kind of took the baton. All right, hold on. How old are you, Ryan? That's I, gonna, that was that... my question. Okay, I I, I'm 31. Dude, there's Brian. no way you can be a, a Clippers fan, Brian. I am all in Brian, on the let Clippers. Me, let me talk. Let me talk to you for a second. Eric Pajkowski. Let me let me let me talk. To you for a <laughs> All right. All right. He heard that right now and even turned right. Nobody said his name other than his family in 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> what was the what was the big uh white center name? Uh, uh Chris Kamen. Chris, Chris Kamen. Kamen. He went, the, yeah. the, the the blackest right, whitest though. guy in in the league. <laughs> he was nice though. Uh you can't possibly 
have latched on to that team. Yeah, they were exciting and all that, but it's all about winning, right? That's what your so allegiance let's do the math. is. The last Laker win was 2010, right? Yeah. That means you were 21. Right. How yeah. did you not roll with you, that? You weren't into Kobe Shaq at all? Kobe uh, and Powell? I, I no, nothing? Be, I wanted to be something different. You know? I, the, 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 you I wanted the to be a loser. I didn't want to be <laughs> with the... Right? I don't want to go hey, with the prettiest girl to the prom. Ephraim, I want to go with my cousin. Ephraim, now here, here's something funny. The Clippers DJ is a good friend of mine, DJ Dent. Yeah. He has a Clippers tattoo. Oh, God. Here. Hold on his, up. On inside oh, of his Lord. bicep. Oh, God. He has a Los Angeles Clippers tattoo, and he's claimed to be a Clippers fan since the 80s. Right. Well, I, I don't know how. You're he got right. a tat. I believe it. it he got tat, a tat because they paying him. Okay? They are paying he's him. Been, he's been working there for... Over ten years, it's been over ten. Because then I was, that's I was why he has a tat. When, he when was the tat? Was the tat pre-working for him? Then I'm, I believe him. No, it's right now. He just got right. it like. Thank oh you. no, those exactly. checks are clear. The checks exactly. are clear. Checks. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not believing that. I'm gonna call him. Have him call. So the, the, the Clippers actually paid for the tattoo. Yeah, so. like, yeah. and, and it's one of those really, really, really well done. But it's still you can still get it off if you need to. It's not it's permanent. No way. No, you, it's, it's pretty big. There's no way. It's come on, man. There's no way you grew up in L.A. and you said, I don't want to be like everyone else with the excitement and the winning and the championships and the parades and the banners and the all-time great players, and I want to go hang out with these guys in the corner looking at spiders crawl up the wall. <laughs> so maybe that is exactly what it is. It's that people who want to be contrarian. Marcellus Wiley is, that's my guy, I love him, you do too, contrarian, right? Everybody says, Everybody, let's all go left. He's gonna go right. He loved that clip city. So maybe doing maybe that's what it is. What he about said, what about Kobe fans who aren't fans of this Lakers team? Because we didn't like LeBron. That's a great the, that's I a mean, great yes, No, because that's, that's kind of where I am. I was always a Laker fan. I was a hardcore Kobe and Shaq fan, and then I'm not super into LeBron and all them. Like eh, why it's not the yeah. same. It's not the same. It, it's <laughs> not the same, but I thought I First of all, if you're a Laker fan, I was with the Lakers when Sadell Threet. See, I wasn't. And, right? I was Sadell Threet and and Nick Van Exel <laughs> and, was running uh, the show when Eldon when Eldon Little Feet's Kel, uh, uh, Campbell was was being the center. Big when, easy when Kwame Brown was just I think giving up a playoff series against the Suns. Chris Mann, right? I'm more Come on a, now. I'm a player guy. I think that's I'm dealing with. See, it and with that's Chargers what I think too, people are realizing. You know, with Rivers moving on, I don't really care about the Chargers now. It's kind of a weird, you know. So that's what I think I'm people unique. are realizing I'm is that they're in that way. No, but I don't think yeah. you are unique. I think so, you know, we obviously in this town, we're in LA, we do sports radio and even with our uh one of our affiliates 570 the, uh, here in LA. <laughs> you hear so many people upset when the thought of LeBron. This is pre him being here. Right. The thought of LeBron. Man, well, we don't want that blankety blank. Why would we <laughs> want him? And I'm like, you don't want at that point, was pretty much undisputed best player in the NBA. That literally makes no sense because the Warriors said, well, we can't get LeBron. Who's the second best player in the NBA? Give us Kevin Durant, and they didn't lose again So like until until he got hurt and everything. So my point is, why would you not want the arguably best player in the NBA? It's because of the affiliation and affinity to Kobe Bryant. So I think a lot of people had a realization, which you had, Gavin, they thought they were Laker fans, and maybe they were Laker fans by default, by proxy, they were actually Kobe Bryant fans. Because that exactly. doesn't make sense no, exactly. that yeah. if you're a Laker fan, you wouldn't want. Because look what happened. Because LeBron, you get LeBron took the and now mantle you got to go from to the finals. Kobe. Yeah. 
LeBron took the mantle from Kobe. That's what happened in the late, you know, aughts, right? See, I don't even know if you can say he took the – that's the thing, though. Many people say Kobe never had it long. And that's I'm a Kobe guy. Comes from. All right? But I'm also a Laker guy. I was a Magic guy. You're a Laker all, guy, though. Right? The, you, you, you know what I'm saying? Guy. So yeah. – I appreciate him admitting it, though. So Magic coming in or, or, or Kobe coming in didn't make me not like Magic more. Right, LeBron coming in didn't make me not like Kobe. I more. got one more question about this, Ephraim. As a San Diego State guy, yes, what is it like hating on the Clippers with Kawhi there? It's hard for me. <laughs> I'm a Kawhi. I love Kawhi, right? And he broke my heart by going to the Clippers. You call, uh-huh. him, you call him Fredo, right? <laughs> I I feel like the Godfather, right? I feel like I've been, you know, uh, betrayed. Betrayed. And I and I get that, and I understand that, and I want Kawhi to have a great career, just not now, okay? I, I love Kawhi. I was at his jersey retirement ceremony at San Diego State, but it pains me to see him across town. <laughs> All right, uh, we got some phone calls. People want to talk about the fight again. We will take those. And if you want to jump in, we'll give you. We'll take a few more before we call it a show. Uh, the number is 877-996-6369-877-99 on Fox. We'll get to those phone calls next. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. We'll take those calls next, Fox Sports Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn. Alliances will shift and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash the shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. Are you tired of staring at that dent? At Mako, getting collision repaired is as easy as book, quote, fix. 
Come to Mako for a collision repair backed by our best price guarantee. Uh-oh. Better get Mako. Uh, are we allowed to play this or because uh, hey, Del, hey, Pharrell, hey. Del Pharrell, doesn't he uh, owe hey, hey, hey. Marvin Gaye for this song? <laughs> I think they paid already. So they paid him already? I think we're good. Marvin Gaye's estate. All right, one more time for us. Ephraim Salam, Kelvin, Washington, Fox Sports Sunday. Uh, let's get straight to this phone call here. Been on hold for a little bit. We'll take Maurice in the ATL. Hotlanta, what's up, Maurice? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Appreciate you calling. <laughs> no doubt. Hey, I want to give a shout-out. I love both you guys on the radio. All right, thank you, uh, brother. Ephraim, I really do, Ephraim, man. You do a great job, no matter who you partner with. Uh, but, Calvin, I want to give you some props, bro. I'm from the D. Oh, what up, though? Yes, sir. <laughs> what up? I'm, I'm, I'm Earl Flynn right now. What's going on, man? Oh, no, they, oh my God. You're killing me, bro. Oh, that's getting a little too That's it. That's getting a little too much. All right, we'll slow it down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll save something for him. Yeah. But um, I, I wanted to comment on the fight. Um, I ordered the fight, man, with my grandsons, right? And I don't really order these fights because I don't really – Floyd Mayweather and all those weak fights that we've seen, you know, previously or whatever where they don't knock anybody out. Mm -hmm. I ordered it, right? And, man, look, he, he got saved, Deontay Wilder. He, he was embarrassed. And I just wanted to know you guys' thoughts on that. What do you mean saved, though, real quick, Maurice? What do you mean? Saved by his own corner, you're saying? Yeah, yes, because man, he he busted the guy's eardrum, bro, and it, it was he dominated him, and I just wanted to see if he felt you guys felt the same way. Yeah, so Maurice, yes. appreciate the call, man, and uh, blessings to the family. We said the same thing that uh, they, I know, in, in the middle of it, right in the heat of the battle, he's upset, like oh, I want to fall out on my shield, I want to keep fighting, and they all say that. that's why they're fighters, that's what they do, but. I'm in your corner as a trainer, as a cut man, as somebody a part of that team, even if it's a, a wife to run up to the trainer and say, throw a towel, they're there for your best interest. They understand, look, Muhammad Ali got dropped. Uh, Mike Tyson got dropped. Everybody has been dropped except Floyd, but even Floyd got dropped once. My point is, you'll live to see another day. We're trying to literally have you live. So we're not going to have you keep getting mopped up like you were. So... Yes, they absolutely saved him because it was it was going nowhere fast and it was getting worse. He was blood everywhere. I mean, you saw all the blood on Tyson Fury. That was Deontay Wilder's blood. So, yeah, they definitely saved him saved from his the life for sure. Absolutely, without a doubt. And he'll be able to fight again because of their decision to save his life. So, I, I think that's the important thing here. Your corner is there for a reason, and we always get on the corner that doesn't step in yep. and, 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 and help a fighter. And I think they knew, hey, this isn't the end of Deontay Wilder. He will fight again, but we're not going to let him keep getting pounded on his face by a 6'9", 273 behemoth, right? So they, they, they did what they were supposed to do, and they actually did what they were paid to do, and that's protect the fighter. They did just, they did just that. Uh, lived the fight another day. Not to mention, look, he's, uh, he's still so young. He's still one of the bigger draws in all of boxing. So he's going to get another day. And like we said, give it a year or two. We'll figure out between Joshua and if it's Fury and then the winner of that and it's going to fight this. Next thing you know, and it's shout out to Tyson Fury for saying, he said Wilder's a heck of a fight fighter and he's going to be champion again. So my job is to make sure not only do you have that shot at that, my job is also that you'll be able to play with your daughter and your kids and, and, and be in your right mind. So uh, it, was, it, was a, it wasn't as good as the first one. The first one was a – Dagnair Classic. That was a really good fight. Um, this one was just a pure, unadulterated clinic, a whooping, and I'm still trying to figure out, did Deontay Wilder have sex before the fight? What was going on with his legs that made <laughs> him weak? 
I need to know. Bobo, I need to know. I just want to talk about what Brian said when he walked out, but it ain't no time now. No, it ain't no time, and we shouldn't mention stuff like that because <laughs> Brian should be ashamed of himself. That's right, going to do it for us. Ephraim Salam on Twitter. You can always follow him until you hear him again. Kate up live for myself. We enjoyed it. It's Fox Sports Radio. Enjoy the rest of your day. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote we are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.